I watch C-SPAN for a living. Can I buy you a drink? Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, March 27, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 290. This is No Agenda. Watching all the Sunday morning news shows so you don't have to here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I can confidently say, mission accomplished. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. Mission accomplished? Oh, no, John. What's up? Well, didn't they, didn't they uh, uh, turn everything over to NATO and we don't have any troops or any <laughs> any soldiers or mission, anything anymore? Yeah, mission accomplished. We so have we're nothing out. to do it. We're out. We're done. It's over. Good night, everybody. <laughs> so we're wrong. We thought it was just going to drag on, but I guess it's, we don't have any, we don't, it's going to save us all that money. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're done. We're out. Yeah, in the morning to you, my buddy. In the morning to you and in the morning to all ships at sea, feets on the ground. Uh, there's no boots on the ground, nor will there be, our president has promised us. I had a thought, though, John, as I was watching. So, you know, I, there's just so much news. I have uh, good clips. There's so much happening, so much coming in. And uh, and then I flip on, you know, Mickey's got the pancakes rocking, as she always does. She's a big supporter of uh, the Sunday morning experience. And uh, what we always do is we flip on, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Bob Gregory <laughs> on uh, Meet the Press. And there's Clinton and Gates. Yeah. Not Bill, but uh, Fred, Secretary of Defense Fred Gates. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then I start, you know, twirling around the dial. And they're on every single morning show. I'm like, oh. I can't believe this. I I, I gotta I, I gotta get some clips. I I gotta get something that's that's happening. And as I'm watching this stuff, and of course I have uh, I have one clip that's relevant. I came up with a new theory. Um, because there's all this talk about uh, well, what used to be the protesters, but now it's the rebels, right? So this is the only this is different in the whole Arab Spring plan, which actually is a plan, and I have some uh, some documentation to back that up, known as the Path to Persia. Um, we have not seen uh, protesters or demonstrators turn to rebels. Uh, I mean, rebels with uh, jet fighters. <laughs> okay, maybe it was only one, but a jet fighter, tanks, anti-aircraft. Gu- I mean, we had some guys with, like, flags uh, in Egypt. We had some people with like you know everyone has an AK forty seven in Yemen you know we know that but it not 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 the heavy stuff like this what if the, take this as a as an idea John what if the Chinese were actually arming the rebels honing in on our business and we call up Gaddafi because of course we know Gaddafi's our friend he's been our friend everyone's been in the tent hanging out smoking the hookah. From Tony Blair to Bill Clinton to you know, everybody. Everyone's in the tent with Gaddafi. What if we said, dude, here's what we're going to do. we got to get these Chinese out because they're like, you know, they're, they're taking our playbook. This is what we do, not them. And this whole thing is a farce. Gaddafi will not get killed. He may get ousted, but you know the rebels aren't going to be running the country. What if this is just a complete scam to actually protect our interests, and Gaddafi is being uh, held as the patsy. Well, it's an inter- I, I, I'm not going to say that's not a. I'm not going to say it's far fetched. Right. 
I just don't think the Chinese have gotten that far along in the game yet, A. And B, uh, we'll find out soon enough. I actually have a clip that will validate uh, that theory one way or the other. Okay. Uh, based on this guy's thesis. He's a professor at one of his war colleges. All right. You know what I mean? Should we roll that out now, then? No. Well, yeah, we could if you want. Let me see. Uh, I've got the wrong thing on my screen. Well, 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 it, while you're looking for that, let me play a little bit of uh, Clinton and Gates this morning. Oh, yeah. Talking about, uh, you know, the new world order taking over our military. Because, of course, we don't need no congressional uh, approval. We don't need that. No, no. And this is not just us. This is uh, the United Nations. You know, the guys who actually own us. I was going to address the nation uh, on Monday night. Imagine we were sitting here. Imagine all imagine, the imagine. And Benghazi had been overrun, a city of 700,000 people. And tens of thousands of people had been slaughtered. Uh, hundreds of thousands had fled. And as Bob said, uh, either with nowhere to go or overwhelming uh, Egypt while it's in its own uh, difficult transition. And we were sitting here. The cries would be, why did the United States not do anything? No, I disagree. Uh, I disagree. I'd be like, oh, tough, tough luck for those guys, eh? That kind of sucks. No, I wouldn't be crying. I'd be crying over the people in the street here, Hillary. They're they're uh, trying. They're kind of making this up as they go along. And you know that my favorite thing. I don't know if you saw the Hillary press conference. Yeah, of course I did. It, it was like five seconds, she, and she looked like well, she was. It was more up. than that, but I couldn't get a clip from it because it was so it was nothing. No, no, it was nothing. She. He, what Why? happened, John? Is NATO came out? They screwed her. They screwed her by saying, uh, yeah, we'll do the no-fly zone. All that other stuff is for the coalition. They screwed her, and that's why it took her so long to get out there and say something, and then she said nothing. Yeah, no, she said nothing, and it did take – that's the thing I was going to point out. It took forever. They yep. had – all everybody was going to cut to – it was about an hour of them obviously yelling and screaming in the back room. It was Hillary going, I can't believe that bastard. He screwed me. Because they very clearly, the, the NATO uh, general, what's his name? Uh, um, or the, the guy from Denmark. He came out and said, no, 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 we're gonna, we'll take over the no-fly zone. But all the other stuff, that's, you know, that's for the coalition partners. What? You mean the same people who are screwing Iraq and Afghanistan? Clearly. Anyway, so let's just continue as she... And you're right, it's on the fly, which is why I think something happened that was off book. Why, how could you stand by when, you know, France and uh, the United Kingdom and, and other Europeans and the, the Arab League and your Whoa, Arab yeah, partners... Well, so, uh, this is a great line. She says, <laughs> how can you stand by while they, while they do something? Yes, this is no good. We, I mean, they're doing yeah, something, we're something. not. Yeah. Hey, hey, the wait French a minute. are taking care of it? No, we can't let the French take care of it. <laughs> No. We've got to do it. We're saying, you've got to do something. You've got, you've got to do something. So uh, every decision that we make is going to have pluses and minuses. <laughs> and she laughs. Pluses. I want to play in the basketball game. I want to play in the basketball game. Pick me. You heard the Secretary of Defense say that Libya did not pose an actual or imminent threat to the nation. And bearing in mind what you just said, I'm still wondering how the administration reconciles the attack without congressional approval with then-candidate Obama saying in 2000... Now, this is great, because he has a clip that I didn't even have. ...seven, the president does not have power under the Constitution to unilaterally authorize a military attack in a situation that does not involve stopping an actual or imminent threat to the nation. And, as a senator... Curveball! Curveball! You yourself, in 2007, said this about President Bush. If the administration believes that any 
any use of force against Iran is necessary, the president must come to Congress to seek that authority. Yeah, how are we going to answer that? John, what are we going to do? Think quick. Why not go to Congress? Well, we would welcome congressional support. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on, have some tea. Give us some support. We would welcome. It would be great. It's like unbelievable how she turns. This is, you know, arrest her. She's she's against the Constitution. Uh, Arrest her. Um, But I don't think that this kind of internationally authorized. Internationally authorized. John, I mean, am I hearing this incorrectly? Or, or are we now the bitch of the United Nations? Sounds like it to me. Yeah, it's authorized. Off with your head, Hillary. Authorized. <laughs> Off with your head. Off with your head, I said. Uh, intervention where we are one of a number of countries participating to enforce a, a humanitarian mission. This is what I love. A humanitarian mission. So here's how it works. To save people from getting killed, let's go kill some people. I mean, explain it to me. Oh, I'll explain it to you. Play the Satan. Play. I got there. I was going or floating around the 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 uh, tube, and I got this preacher. Yeah. And to play the Satan quiz, it's just a little thing, people. I think all the religious people out there, and the the Christians in particular, and all the people, and the George Bushites and the evangelicals should just take one listen to this, and then think about what we're up to. Now, somebody says, "Well, everything that's going on in the world certainly not under the influence of Satan." You might be surprised how much he is. You, you should use a rule of thumb to understand what is and what is not. Jesus said in John ten and ten, "The thief cometh not but for." to steal and to kill and to destroy. I would suggest that if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's certainly not coming from God. It's, e- it's either caused by man that Satan is working through, and he might be working through somebody that they don't even know he's working through them. Beals above. Well, let me think. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Didn't somebody just grab the largest cache of money or stole the largest <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. Are we like blowing stuff up? Aren't we? Steal, destroy, and kill. I think we're the three. It's funny you say that because, uh, of course, you know what I always do on uh, on the weekends. I always go to WhiteHouse.gov and I see if the president has signed any new crazy law, which he hasn't. I always watch his reality show, The West Wing Week. By the way, that voiceover, the guy's now on camera. It is the deputy uh, press secretary. Uh, who who does that voiceover? And he's he's on camera with the same voice. It's amazing. It sucks. Yeah, it totally sucks. But then there's the presidential address, and what's interesting here, remember, this is all teleprompter, um, is how the president reads his lines. It it re- he, he's really giving away the true meaning by what's happening. And of course, this is I'll, I'll tell you how I read it. But this is about uh, money in uh, obviously oil, but mo- the money too, very important. Have a listen. So make no mistake. Make no mistake. Shut up. Do as you're told. Make no mistake. John, are you making a mistake? Look. <laughs> because we acted quickly, a humanitarian catastrophe has been avoided and the lives of countless civilians, innocent men, women, and children, have been saved. When I hear him say that, I, I want him to say created or saved. Saved or created. <laughs> Does it sound like that? Hey, in Libya, we have uh, saved or created millions of lives. <laughs> it sounds like... Now, listen to what's next. As I pledged at the outset, 
the role of American forces has been limited. Limited. We're not putting any limited. ground forces into Libya. No boots on the ground. Our military has provided unique capabilities. Unique. Unique capabilities. They say that, by the way, that is a buzz phrase. It's a meme. They say it over and over. Hillary said it in one of her other things. We bring, she did it in her speech, we bring unique, unique. capabilities. Yeah. Like the, which is mainly stealing their money. <laughs> and then killing people. <laughs> killing them. With, with, with surgical precision. At the beginning. Yes. But this is now a broad international effort. Our allies and partners are enforcing the no-fly zone over Libya and the arms embargo at sea. Key Arab partners like Qatar and the United Arab Emirates have committed aircraft. And as agreed this week, responsibility for this operation is being transferred from the United States to our NATO allies and partners. Now listen to this next line. This is how the international community should work. More nations, not just the United States, bearing the responsibility and cost of upholding peace and security. This military effort is part of our larger strategy. He, then listen to this again. <clears throat> this is part of our larger strategy, but then he actually adds something to that line, which doesn't sound like it was, it sounds like two separate things. So he says, it's part of our larger strategy, and then he puts something else in. Security. This military effort is part of our larger strategy to support the Libyan people. To support the Libyan people. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. It's part of our largest. It was cut in. Yes. Yeah, so, well, and part of our <laughs> larger strategy, strategy is to promote the Libyan people. Uh, support the Libyan people. And hold the Gaddafi regime accountable. Ooh. Together with the international community, we're delivering urgent humanitarian assistance. Urgent. We're offering support to the Libyan opposition. Support. We've frozen tens of billions of dollars of ah. Gaddafi's assets that can help meet the stole. needs and aspirations of the Libyan people. So I think what's going to happen here is, so we stole all that money, and uh, then you know, when everything's all settled, then we're going to use that money to go build some cool stuff. I mean, we're going to build... Yeah, well, not, yeah, hotels for the oil workers. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And, and well, the, let's go back to your thesis because I do have a couple of questions. About the Chinese. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, I, I, again, I don't, I'm not completely buying it. I have two clips now that I think about it that uh, might kind of imply other, other um, basis for this whole thing. But play the uh, unintended consequences and uh, this kind of – if this scenario that this professor outlines – uh, happens then, uh, or if it doesn't happen, sorry, if it doesn't happen, then your theory might be correct because it should happen. So play this. Libya should carry out the commitments. Oh, wait, stop. stop. Let me say, he starts off, it starts off with the George Bush clip uh -huh. indicating that we had gotten into bed with Gaddafi some time ago and there's no reason for us not to still be there. Libya should carry out the commitments announced today. Libya should also fully engage in the war against terror. Terror. Its government, in response to the United Nations Security Squirrel. Council's Lockerbie demands, has already renounced all acts of terrorism and pledged cooperation in the international fight against terrorism. We expect Libya to meet these commitments as well. As the Libyan government takes these essential steps and demonstrates its seriousness, its good faith will be returned. Libya can regain a secure and respected place among the nations and over time achieve far better relations with the United States. Paul Solomon. Well, clearly there was a quid pro quo expected there. Uh, Muammar Gaddafi and the Libyans giving up uh, terrorism or renouncing supporting terrorism. 
Uh, taking a look at that right now, I think the situation has changed. I would not be surprised if Muhammad Gaddafi uh, made some of his sleeper cells that may exist in parts of the world kinetic. And uh, he could bring violence to many parts of the world if uh, he indeed has that capability of doing this. Uh, he's shown it in the past. Uh, the man is 69 years old. He's been involved with uh, just about every nefarious group in the world in his past. He has connections all over the place. That's where a lot of his mercenaries have come from. Uh, he has connections with the Polisario Front. He has connections throughout West Africa. Uh, this is a very bad character, and uh, this may be uh, stirring up a hornet's nest. We're talking about the history. So I'm not quite sure how that ties into my idea. Well, here's the deal. If what you're saying is a scheme between us and Gaddafi, then none of this will happen. We won't have a bunch of terror attacks left and right in Africa, right. all over the place, right. because Gaddafi's controlling all these, because he's still, in, apparently, he's still in the network. Yeah, all he has to it, do is just so say the word. So if nothing happens... Then I'm right. Then you're right. Yeah. If something starts to happen, like anything, like some, you know... Stuff another, starts to you know, blow up. Stuff starts to blow up, then you're wrong. So how about uh, the, uh, the bombing in uh, Israel? Could that be uh, Gaddafi's doing? I don't know. We're going to see it. I think this will unfold within the next couple of weeks. Now, the reason I think that you're wrong is the is the, it, there's a there's kind of a t tell me if you can spot uh -oh. spot the tell in uh, the coalition uh, clip coalition uh, uh, MP3 clip where we have here. Uh, let me get his name. This is a. Vice Admiral Gortney uh, giving a Pentagon briefing about uh, whether or not we're communicating with the opposition on the ground. He says no. We had no, which, by the way, surprises me if true. Because what are we? How do we know who to bomb? <laughs> well, because we're. It, I think. Well, this this well, plays this plays into I my theory. I think it's kind of explained uh, by the Freudian slips. One last question. We've been asking this question for days now about communications, official or otherwise, with rebel forces on the ground, between the U.S. and rebel forces on the ground. Could you uh, answer in English about... <laughs> in English, what is the guy? Chinese? What the level is right now of that communication? We're not communicating with the coalition on the ground. At the, at the mil... We're not... Um, I misspoke. <laughs> We're not communicating with the opposition forces on the ground, mill-to-mill -mill communications with the opposition forces on the ground. We see the same um, uh, reporting in the diplomatic channels, but uh, when it comes to the coalition, um, I mean the uh, opposition uh, military forces and our military forces, we are not communicating. What? The co he says coalition. He says coalition twice. He can't get it out of his mind. He says, we're, wow. not we're not communicating with the coalition forces on the ground. And he keeps talking. He says, oh, oh wait a minute. I made a mistake. So that, I mean I misspoke. Yeah, right. So in other words, there are boots on the ground already. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hello. Okay, so I, I do have a clip that actually goes against my theory. And again, this is just a theory that just kind of hit me. So it's not built out yet, and I haven't really been able to do the research. But this one blew me away. Uh, this is before we were doing the show, actually, John, this clip from 2007. General Wesley Clark. Now, we all know who he is, right? Right, the alien general with the big bug eyes. Well, yeah, he was the, uh, he was general, um, four-star general uh, in the, after 9-11. And he's on Democracy Now! in 2007. And I, when I heard this, it, it just blew me away 
And, of course, it contradicts the whole China theory, but it doesn't matter. It's crazy to hear this in hindsight of 9-11. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon, and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me, and he said, sir, you got to... Come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, "Well, you're too busy." He said, "No, no." He says, "We've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq." This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, "We're going to war with Iraq. Why?" He said, "I don't know." <laughs> and listen, to, uh, <laughs> stupid slaves. He said, "I guess they don't know what else to do." So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. Had there been no oil there, it would be like Africa. Nobody is threatening to intervene in Africa. The problem is the opposite. We keep asking for people to intervene and stop it. So uh, that kind of blew me away. That's a good clip. It blew me away that, uh, and of course we weren't doing the show, so we had no reason to ever have it. But this surface, I'm like, wow, really? On the 20th of September? Like, uh, <laughs> Like nine days after, this is before they even started hyping the whole WMD bullcrap. Right. They'd already just, and this guy's just saying it? Yeah, this well, was, one of, yeah apparently he's one of his uh, buddies, and he's like, freaked out about it, I guess. So this whole thing is part of something called the Path to Persia, which was set up by the, uh, by the Brookings Institute. Uh, and, huh. that, and that's where this... Uh, Go this, figure. Yeah, that's where this seven... Uh, and the, I put the documents in the show notes, noagendashow.com, so you can check it out. Uh, there's a whole, there's a, they got PowerPoints. <laughs> and the whole idea was... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they got PowerPoints, overhead sheets. You know, they got handouts, everything. And Maybe we should play that Satan clip again. Yeah. Yeah, really. Well, we'll, keep, we'll play it at the end of the show. No, actually, I got a, I got a thing for the end of the show, and I have, I'm going to do a mashup with that Satan clip later. I will do it in a, in a future show. So let's thank a couple people, because uh, they are, uh, our, our listeners are our producers, and they're the ones that help us, uh, that fund the show and give us time to do this, which uh, is a lot of work, I can tell you. It's, uh, it's been, it, as, as, as crazy as it is on Thursdays, when there's just so much, it's overwhelming, uh, between Thursday and Sunday, you really got to focus. I don't know if you have this, John, but I find myself really focusing because I want to make sure we have a show. It ruins my Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no Saturday. I get some clips. I, I I can barely do a Friday night with Miss Mickey. What are you doing? I got to get clips. clips. Yeah, yeah. Mickey's like, here's the standard question at the hilltop. Uh, do you have to work? 
<laughs> yeah, get some clips. Yeah, I got to go get some clips. Exactly. Okay, so let's. We have a new uh, night. Um, we're starting. There's our. We're taking our executive producers, starting with uh, Mark Dytham, who's uh, in Tokyo, and he's uh, him and his partner, um, Astrid. Astrid is or or are the two of the. Uh, they're actually two quite famous architects. Now were these and, were these the two who were um, donating back and forth? No, no. You mean the challenge donations? No, yeah, I don't no. think so. Oh, okay. But but we had it under. We were somehow under the impression because he donated a couple of times, and I or she donated. Yeah, he donated, then she donated. Yeah, maybe. maybe I think it was. It wasn't the one where they were after each other. Remember those two? Yeah. Yeah, that guy's. You know that those two are great. Well, the, anyway, uh, these two are. Sir awesome. Mark here. Uh, it, it, anyway, he said that his math doesn't indicate that Astrid was ever made a dame. So he's putting it right and giving $1,000 so she can become one and so she'll be one. And we have some other follow-up information, which we'll talk about in the future. You know, future that, that is true love right there. When, yeah. when you give your mate a damehood, that's love. That's big-time big, big time love. And for the I show. So. And for the show. Jeffrey uh, Pacito in Richmond Hill, Ontario, $333.86. Such he, a wonderful... Is, is he an associate? He will be an executive. No, because everybody over three. No, these are all executive producers. Okay, gotcha. As a matter of fact, we only have we have nothing but executive producers. Cool. Uh, after such a wonderful solo birthday wish for my daughter, I couldn't help but donate again. Uh, also, this year's special year for me and my son. I'll be hit, turning thirty-three. I'll be turning three, which Woo! brings a strong magical thirty-three-three. So if you oh. use, two, so if you can use two 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 point <laughs> seven eight of it. Does to wish me a happy birthday on March 28th, 11, well, brother. On March 28th, 11, 111.08 for my son Matthew Francisco Christopher on May 13th. Okay, anyway, he gets a happy birthday. And, uh, yeah, coming up later. And uh, that, he gave us 333.86. Now, he sent out a mailing for the 300 Club, so anyone who wants to uh, donate 300 gets it, $300 gets it, because for our 300 show, and we have a bunch of uh, contributors to that. Uh, Anthony Kuz... Kuzmichich. I think it's Anthony. I think it's Anthony. Anthony Kuzmichich. From Parts Unknown, $300. Barry Wilson, Sir Barry, actually. Coffs Harbor, New South Wales, uh, $300. Chin Chan Chu. Really? <laughs> Michigan. We don't laugh about names here. I'm not laughing. I'm just wondering. Uh-huh. Uh, $300. I wonder, uh, other people have suggested a less ranting. Adam sometimes carries it too long. Eh. More respect for other countries. I wonder, yeah, well, probably for names too. Uh, restrict, the, uh, restrict the badgering of public uh, figures. Hey, why don't you go <laughs> listen to NPR, dude? <laughs> I mean, seriously. We, uh, basically, more politically correctness, please, on the show. All anyway, right. guess what he's actually asking for? Clinton, Michigan. We try. Uh, Cole Candler. We do the best we can. Lynchburg, Virginia. John and Adam, congratulations on your 300 show. I've enjoyed the show from early on. Keep up the good work. And please de-douche me. Yeah, absolutely. You've been de-douched. Golden Walton, Austin, Texas. Keep up the awesome work. Jeff uh, Southwell, Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh, John Kilburn, Black Knight, John. Uh, Black Knight John, uh, Houston, Texas, still listening to the show f- from 1 to 300. I was on the Deuce Club, so I th- thought I'd better get in the Triad Club. I like that. Ooh. Looking forward and hoping there will be a Quatern Club. Yeah, we hope so, too. Don't you think it be a Quattro? That would be a... Uh, maybe. 
Anyway, also uh, we have our friend from Madison, Wisconsin, was mentioned last week or last show. Michael Gogo Setaga Katagaya Tokyo. Setagaya. I don't know. S E T A G A Y A sounds like Setagaya. Mickey Kennedy, Kingsville, Maryland, should make me a knight. We have her. We have him down as a knight. Yep. And, or is it a her? No, it's a him. It's it a says. Him. One of the other it's a him. It's a him. Okay, it's a him. It's a, a him. It's a him. Philip Smith, Frankston, Victoria, Aust- uh, is it Victoria, Australia? In the morning, John and Adam, I, I, how could I not be moved? But in this event, the 300th uh, anniversary or 300th show, I enjoy the show more than most, and I'm happy to give you my support. Also, thanks for the karma last month, having landed a great new role and got married. So hey, well, hey, I'm going to quote him. This shit works. <laughs> so actually, I'm more scared not to donate. <laughs> that's the that's the attitude. We're that's looking. that that is the attitude we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, let's see where was I? <laughs> I so, think that's it. There is something, but anyways, he mentions that the karma thing actually works quite well. Uh, Mf Barrow Barrow and Wooten Bassett Wiltshire, UK. It's actually a birthday present for my wonderful husband Brian Barrow. I've spent too long listening to him saying you should donate. Ah, there you go. So now I've got the ball rolling. It's over to you, B. It's over to you, Barrow. Bye. Bye. Anyway, that was, I'm sorry, that was, uh, that was. Associate, <laughs> associate executive. Uh, uh, we have also, it came in the mail uh, uh, from CP, CKP Creative, a note I want to read. Uh, as executive producer of show 250, I asked for some karma for my copywriting business. All of a sudden, these deals came my way, but they were never finalized into paying gigs. I was beginning to think no agenda karma was crap. Oh, no. Then recently, out of the blue, I got an email from someone I worked with five years ago. Long story short, gig finalized and is easily my biggest client of 2011. (laughs) Lesson learned. No agenda karma works. By the way, he's saying this, not us. No agenda karma works. But sometimes a little patience is called patience is called for. So enclose my check for the two ninety club. Oh. One more big step toward my knighthood. Uh, please mention ckpcreative.com. And who knows? Maybe no agenda karma will kick in again. Uh, and thanks as always for the must listen podcast. So that is That's very coming kind. from, from <coughs> Craig Gitmo Nation Cheesesteak, Philly. <laughs> So thank you. He'll be our executive producer and the sole member of the 290 Club. Wow. Okay. So uh, quite a list there. And uh, remember, we have the 300, uh, what is it called again? What, what it's the 300 Club. No, 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 no. We had, a, what was the name the guy just said? Oh, the Triad. The Triad. The Triad. Yeah, the Triad. Yeah, I like that. We'll, it sounds we'll kind of good. that. The uh, Triad Club is open. Uh, and anyone who donates for that special event, which will be the 300 show, uh, they'll get mentioned as an executive producer when they donate. And again, on the th- they'll be listed on a web page for the 300 show, and they'll be mentioned again then. Well, I'm very, very happy with these giving levels because at this rate, if we can keep this up, uh, I can give up squeezing the corporate squirrel. Squirrel! And I can do a daily source code again. I haven't done one for weeks. I've been having to like get other gigs to make money to pay the rent. I'm still not getting this squirrel gag. Have you Somebody ever have, have, have you not seen the movie? No. Oh, you didn't see up the, uh, up there? Oh, I did see up there. Yeah. Oh, right. Squirrel. <laughs> People seem to like it. 
I mean, we'll get tired of it. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get tired of it. <laughs> By the way, Mark Mark uh, in uh, uh, Tokyo has a uh, also a karma story that uh, was interesting, and now I'll uh, we'll Might probably well. read it at a future date. Oh, okay. uh, so uh, the place to do all this Dvorak.org slash na. Burn that into your membrane for a moment there. And uh, furthermore, some PR activities I want to uh, note. So, of course, the uh, uh, the excellent human resource game is now available uh, in the App Store. Uh, help uh, Crackpot and Buzzkill balance out the world, find little uh, goodies, and save the human resources. He uh, says uh, he was able to send us $33 uh, <laughs> from the first purchases, which is actually quite a lot for a, a new game. Uh, he also has a free uh, game out called No Agenda Stack. Uh, and it's uh, with all of the No Agenda artwork, you're, you're, the gravity is working against you to stack the artwork on top of each other. Uh, it's actually a, quite a challenging game, but fun to play. So link in the show notes. Art Tetris. Yeah, kind of, in a way. Uh, a couple of uh, cool domain names that are being forwarded to noagendashow.com. Budgetgiving.com, which I think is uh, kind of nice. Um incontinentincompetence.com yeah that's a real catchy one i'm sure people will remember that uh com, and then uh, this one uh, personally i kind of liked uh killin and chillin.com uh, both permutations also killing and chilling.com uh, so that uh, is now forwarding to noagendashow.com. And to remind everybody that Doug Nation, the brand new album by GX2, is now out and available on iTunes. A uh, portion of the proceeds goes to the No Agenda Show. It's No Agenda Records. That, of course, is GX2 and the wonderful Mr. Oil putting out all the tunes for you. So if you'd like the, the song that we played in the pre-stream show uh, this morning, uh, there's a whole album of it also available uh, at Amazon. Go to noagendarecords.com. Uh, great initiative and uh, really enjoy that. Now, as for our... Uh, supporters for this program. Thank you so much to our executive producer, uh, associate executive producer, MF Barrow, uh, the sole member of the 290 Club, Craig of CKPCreative.com. Uh, then, of course, our executive producers and 300 Club members, the Triads, Anthony Kuzmicic, Sir Barry Wilson, Chin Chan Chu, Cole Candler. Was it Chandler or Candler? Candler, got it. Jason Southwell, John Kilburn, John Schumann, Mickey Kennedy, Philip Smith, our executive producer, Jeffrey Pasito, and of course, uh, our executive producer, Sir Mark Dytham, who uh, will be daming his mate, uh, Astrid, and will be doing that later on. Of course, everyone else out there, you've got a very simple mission. You know what it is. It's going out propagating the formula. Our formula is this we go out, we hit people in the mouth. Say it loud and proud like you mean it. Shut, Shut up, up slaves. Shutupslaves.com. Also uh, pointing to noagendashow.com. Wow. Shut up slaves. Yeah, right. Shut, <laughs> Shut up. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, that's right. uh. That's right. Uh, something a little light in, uh. Kind of lighthearted in all of this. Lighthearted. Lighthearted. We'll play the Satan clip again. <laughs> do, I, do I just do I just have to cue this thing up to no, use no, it all no, the time? No. Somebody says, "Well, everything that's going on in the world certainly not under the influence of Satan." You might be surprised how much he is. You, you should use a rule of thumb to understand what is and what is not. Jesus said in John ten and ten, "The thief cometh not but for 
to steal and to kill and to destroy. Yay! I would suggest that if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's certainly not coming from God. It's, e it's either caused by man that Satan is working through, and he might be working through somebody that they don't even know he's working through them. Yeah, uh, Hillary Clinton, Beelzebub herself, Lucifer, Lucifer Clinton. There you go. Finally. I just said, when I heard that, I said, you know, it's a clip. Yeah, it's Lucifer Clinton. So anyway. Um, so Donald Trump is getting, uh, inter he's getting interesting. Did you he see was on Letterman last night? Oh, really? Night before what? a couple nights ago. Well, he was on the View, which I find much more. Oh, yeah, interesting. I saw him on that too. You, oh, so you're not interested anymore? No, no. Go <laughs> on. I want to hear your take on it because it's getting a little. I, you, it is kind of interesting, but it's he when he was on Letterman, he did. They went through. You know, Letterman likes to ride him, and so there was just the whole thing. And at the very end, it's like he, like as an afterthought, but they were wrapping the segment. Letterman says, "Oh, oh, oh! Uh, you're running for. I want to ask about you're running for and running. You know, he's going to say talk about running for president, but they're rapping, right? Yeah. And then Letterman passes his hand off him. And says, "Ah, it's bull crap. You're not running for anything anyway." <laughs> he ended it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> well, what was the interview about then? If it wasn't about him running for president, it was just about this, the what current events. Yeah, well, and it's what's his show. The, the, the show. Apprent the Apprentice is on again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, this is. We know it's all promotion. Yeah, right. The guy's a promotion. He's a genius. Yeah, so we know it's all promotion. That's great. But he did take this uh, this uh, Obama birth certificate to a new level on the View, which I just found interesting. You know, of all the things you can do to promote your TV show, this is an interesting one to bring up. And, yeah. And what I love and the most, Whoopi got all yeah. bent out of shape. <laughs> yeah, that's what Whoopi plays the race card on this one. This. You recently said about President Obama. Hey, Joy Behar. <laughs> quote you. He grew up and nobody knew him. Nobody knows who he is until later in his life. The whole thing is very strange. What are you driving at there? Are you a Bertha, well, Donald? Okay. Let, me, let me just tell you. I was a really good student at the best school. I'm not like a smart guy, okay? <laughs> they make these Berthas into the worst idiots. Why doesn't he show his birth certificate? I, I think he probably... He have to? Because I have to, and everybody else has to, Whoopi. I'm sure why that's you can't you show his Excuse me. <laughs> why? No, excuse me. I really believe there's a birth certificate. Why? Look, she's smiling. Why doesn't he show his birth certificate? And you know what? I wish he would, because I think it's a terrible pearl that's hanging. What is it? a pearl? What is that? It's a terrible pearl hanging over his head. A pearl is what he's, you know. But he says a pa say. like a pail, like a like a. Yeah, he was thinking he was like a pail of water. The word and came up with pail. Yeah, like a, like a pail of water when you open the door and the pail falls on your head. Excuse me. <laughs> Why? No, excuse me. I really believe there's a birth certificate. Why? Look, she's smiling. Why doesn't he show his birth certificate? And you know what? I wish he would, because I think it's a terrible pal that's hanging over him. He should. He's, the, he's a really smart guy. Went to one of the top schools. A pal is a pal. The pal. It's a pal of slime. He cracks me up with all this the bragging. Show his birth certificate. The other thing, if you go back to my first grade, my kindergarten, people remember me. Nobody from those early years. That's not true. We have pictures of them. They don't show pictures. It was kind of, it was, this was good. It was very crackpotty. What are you talking about? about? Okay, show me a picture. There are kids in Hawaii. There are people in Hawaii. I've seen 14-year-olds. No, it's little kids. I haven't seen early pictures. But more importantly, yeah. why doesn't he 
And, and you know what? I think he probably was, but the word probably would be... Why did he have pro- to defend himself against... You know why? Against, Shut up, Barbara. Uh, an he's he's if you're going to be the president... How could... I know. And somewhere in the middle, Whoopi pulls out the race card. If you're going to be the president of the United States, it says very profoundly that you have to be born in this country. Let me just get to the whoopee thing. Let me fast forward this crap. It was a big part. I have seen fraud and I have seen scandal. And- <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Re- no, really? Really, Trumpy? And I have seen things that a lot of people don't see. I've seen people take a $100 bill and make it a million dollar bill. We're going to have to. <laughs> Hey, hey, can I wear a million dollar bills there? Hey, Trumpy. Pause, get to the point. Okay, the get point to the is, point. I, don't, I can't rely on some newspaper that they show in that... In order to become president of the United States... In order I to want him to show his birth certificate. I want him to show his birth certificate. Here it comes. His birth certificate that he doesn't like. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a terrible that is thing just to say. Whoopi, I'm telling you. Donnie, I love you. I'm telling you. I love you, too. I think that's the biggest pile of dog mess I've heard in ages. The question is, is it's because he's black. All right. Yeah, Off with their with heads. Did you get, did you get, was that amusing to you? It was very amusing to me. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was pretty funny. Sounds right. like a hen house. It, it's like, you know, when you do a, a the interview show or talk shows, then you get you get the especially when you have too many people. Yeah, which is it one of the, sucks because you can't hear anything except the person who yells the loudest. Used to do when I was doing Silicon Spin, we'd have four people, and they rarely, but once in a while, there'd be four lively people. Yeah, and they'd all start yakking at once. And in the meanwhile, of course, the producers got an eye in my ear, yelling at me. Yeah. You know, make them stop. stop. Make Tell them, them to stop shut up. Make them quit talking at a time. I mean, look at how we sound sometimes, and we're just two guys. Yeah, no, you got to just if you. If, I've seen shows where there's three guys and they're all talking at once. I mean, on Fox, it happens all the time. And uh, but this is how many people? There's five, six people. It's on five the set women and the each yeah, other. Five women and the guest. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. And Whoopi, what is wrong with what happened to her body? She's some, I don't know. She looks like she's been eating way too many potatoes. I don't know what it is, but she, she's got like a muumuu on to hide it all. It's like, whew. Wow. I don't know. Something kicked in on one of those seven-year cycles. You The human body changes its, its <laughs> seven, chemistry every seven years. Seven, really? Oh, is this in your book? No, it's just a fact. I mean, that's why you know you, you, your brain waves start to change when you're 14. You're, you 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 can drink when you're 21. It's a seven-year cycle, and then you start getting fat at some point, and it's always a multiple of seven. It's every seven years. Your body chemistry changes. And then what happens? I mean, so does then it get... Then you die. Oh. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. <laughs> then you die. So seven times, uh, what, 10? You get like 10 cycles, maybe Seven uh, times the 70-year one is really interesting if you haven't noticed that one. At 70, a lot of these guys, especially, you know, one-time moguls, they, they go back into kind of, they revert back into this Right, boyfriend. and they start banging hot chicks again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for guys, that cycle. Remember Crown Books? Remember Crown Books? There was that guy who took over the place, his son. Of course, the, the company's out of business now. The son was running it just killing crown books was a huge operation and then the old man who he inherited from turned 70 <laughs> took the company back over w- w- ran around with a bunch of hot blondes and ran the company into the ground right so uh well we got to watch out for that then 
I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Hot Pockets. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we'd really like to do the Hot Pockets tour. You know, they, they, it kind of like went away, the whole discussion. Um, what? The Hot Pockets Across America tour. We'd really like to go in July and August. <laughs> What? I don't even remember this. It was yes. So it was the hot pockets. Well, we were talking about it uh, uh, almost a year ago. And this we, when you were going to jump in the RV? Yeah, but we don't have an RV. If we can get an RV, I mean, I, I can pay for the gas, which, by the way, barely, barely. Holy crap! Cost. You ever drive one of those things? They only get about twelve miles to the gallon. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's diesel, so it's more even more expensive. Not necessary. Very rarely, yeah. you're not going to get a diesel one. Not no. So I really, but you know, if if we can get hooked up with an RV, yeah, I think it'll be great. I'd love to visit the human resources, and you know, I, we've calculated we can spend eight weeks. You know, but what? yeah. What do you mean? What, what you do you mean, actually what? think you can spend? You 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 guys, you still want to remain a couple? Oh, we'll be fine. We we're great together. We love doing our road trips. We're good at that. Are you kidding me? Mickey, by the way, loves driving. She is a trucker at heart. And uh, but we just need the RV. That's all we need. If we can get the RV that's big enough to, you know, just big enough to live in, then we'll be fine, and we'll go and visit all the human resources. I really want to do this, but I I can't afford the RV myself. So someone has to sponsor it, or we have to have something going on for the RV. Certainly, our audience is now big enough that someone knows somebody who can sponsor the RV. Well, there should be somebody in northern Indiana where all the RVs are made, and now they've had to lay off everybody because they, they can't sell these things anymore. Because during this economy, the RV business has fallen to the toilet, and there's RVs all over the place for sale and new ones that are you know they're getting old and they're in, sitting in inventory. You'd think there would be somebody who runs an RV center. The problem is we don't have you know our audience reach doesn't necessarily hit every uh, subsegment of the society. But okay, well, we'll keep it. We'll, we'll push it every week. We'll just kind of push it until something happens. If we have the RV, you know, we'll lock up the house. Uh, you know, the rent still has to be paid. I can't like just move out. That would be cool, wouldn't it? She's like, <laughs> just move out and live in the RV. Yeah, and then you know, it'd be cool to have an RV. I've seen guys who do this, by the way, retired guys. Keyword: get- retired guys. <laughs> Keyword. <laughs> so they jump in the RV. Uh, you know, their kids are growing up, they don't have kids to deal with, so they jump in the RV, and they have a satellite dish on the roof that's, they, now they're so computerized that even while they're driving... They can watch satellite? I don't, watch I, satellite. Don't, I don't care about that. All I need... No, no, you do, because when you get the satellite, you can you can still watch C-SPAN. C-SPAN. Yeah, C-SPAN, true. When you stop in the very in the various good guys, I think it's good, I think it's good neighbor Sam, good Sam, I don't know what the next, Sam's Club, some, there's some... There's a there's a bunch of these operations across the country where you park your RV and you, you give them ten bucks and you hook up to the sewer and you get a free right. cable. Yes, it's, it's a life. It would be. I think it would really be interesting for the show. I think it would be really It'd cool, be fantastic for the show. Yeah, because you know, then I would get different input from different parts of the country. You know, and it would be the prelude to our probably, Australian uh, you tour. Could probably film a lot of it. You could probably take a lot of pictures. You could be turned into a book. Yeah, and it could turn into a video series. Yeah, it could really could do a lot. With it. Yeah, it could it, video. Yeah, it could really support the show. Well, I don't know about that, but it would do. Well, a what lot. do you mean? If we had a book and we had uh, stuff to sell from it, yeah, it would support the show. What are you talking no, about? I, mean, I, I, I think okay. Uh-huh. Anyway. Our producers are supporting the show, and I think uh, they're doing a fine job. 
Anyway, let's listen to our uh, president's promises, shall we? I think we need to be reminded, John, of all the promises he made about what he was going to do when he came in. And in light of what is happening now with the Arab Spring and the path to Persia, um, it's, it's just good to remember uh, that he actually promised us all. Shall we uh, listen to that? Go for it. little montage. I will promise you this, that if we have not gotten our troops out by the time I am president, it is the first thing I will do. I will get our troops home. We will bring an end to this war. You can take that to the bank. When I promise that we are going to bring this war in Iraq to a close in 2009, I want the American people to understand that I opposed this war in 2002, 2003, 4, 5, 6, and 7. So you can have confidence that I will be serious about ending this war. Iran, they spend one one hundredth of what we spend on the military. Iran, Cuba, Venezuela, these countries are tiny compared to the Soviet Union. They don't pose a serious threat to us. I think it's time for us to end the embargo of Cuba. And I think uh, that we have to end it because if you think about what's happening internationally, uh, uh, our planet is shrinking. And our biggest foreign policy challenge, and it feeds into directly into the battle on terrorism, and it feeds into issues of trade and our economy, is how do we make sure that other countries in developing nations are providing sustenance for their people, human rights for their people, a basic uh, structure of government for their people that is stable and secure so that they can be partners uh, in, in a brighter future for the entire planet. Close down Guantanamo, restore habeas corpus, Say no to renditions, no to wireless wiretaps. I have said repeatedly that I intend to close Guantanamo and I will follow through on that. Uh, I've said repeatedly that America doesn't torture and I'm going to make sure that we don't torture. Uh, those, are, uh, those are part and parcel of an, an effort to regain uh, America's moral stature in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, douchebag of the year. There you go. Douchebag of the year. Good work. Yes, thank you. I slaved over it. <laughs> so, uh, well, good. Then we can play uh, a little bit of, uh, since we're going to go to this direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We've got, uh, oh, by the way, well, let's start off with uh, hypothetical. No intro needed? Yeah, let me t- talk to say who this is. This is a guy, uh, Bruce Fine, who is a, per- a former uh, assistant uh, uh, attorney, uh, I guess in the attorney general's department, or the, um, the Justice Department uh, guy from the Bush administration. He's a book writer now. And he that's, wrote that's, the American- a, that's a title, isn't it? Justice Department guy. <laughs> Justice Department guy. He's American Empire Before the Fall. He wrote this book. And he, oh, I right. actually have four yeah. clips in the, in the end of show clip, which is just unbelievable. I mean, these clips are a little long. But I couldn't cut them any shorter because they're they're condensed uh, and 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 just amazing. So this is a book we should read. This is one for the book yes, club. Yes, the book should be on the book club, American Empire Before the Fall. All right. And this is his hypothetical clip. You should be riveted in your passion to try to rectify our plunge from a republic to empire by thinking of the following hypothetical. Suppose tomorrow President Barack Obama commands primetime television. He says... 
secret intelligence alerts me that this is actually interesting because tomorrow he is commanding primetime television it could happen it could happen right osama bin laden now has a weapon of mass destruction we confront the greatest danger even a greater danger than world war ii with the luftwaffe and the zero airplanes i'm suspending the congress of the united states for your safety i'm suspending civilian law and replacing it with military law because that's the only way I can make you safe. I'm doing this very reluctantly, but this is the only way we'll be able to preserve the country. And uh, with that announcement, he says, and, and tomorrow you know, I will start issuing edicts rather than legislation because we can no longer afford with this terrifying danger abroad. It's more than the 1% formula of Dick Cheney to accept the, the customary way which we've governed the country. If that happened, how many here think the American people in Congress say, we're impeaching President Obama tomorrow? That's, that's, that's simply not acceptable. We will not give up our freedom for this pledge of safety and magnifying the danger. We'd rather be free and accept risk than be vassals and be absolutely safe. I think you all would agree nothing would happen. People would regret there'd be some op-eds. I, well, why don't you save for the question? Um, my view is that the Congress would not respond in a way that ultimately the people in the Congress did with regard to President Nixon's abuses. Uh, I'm in Washington every day. Uh, I was horrified to learn uh, in January in a debate with John Yu that uh, when the war resolutions for Afghanistan and Iraq uh, were at issue, Congress insisted the executive branch had to draft the language. And when the bills were shopped in Congress, the members were angry that they were being forced to vote. They said, you need to go to war on yourself. Don't give us any responsibility in the matter. Wow. This is where we are as a country, in my judgment. Remember, Tacitus wrote, as the Roman Republic descended to the Roman Empire... The worst crimes were dared by few, willed by more, tolerated by all. Well, this is a fractal, obviously. It's a total fractal. And the fact of the matter is that little in point that he made there that when Congress was presented with the – because Bush did go to Congress for both Afghanistan and Iraq, even though it was yeah. with bogus re- rationales. Yeah. yeah, and he got approval from Congress. And he got approval, but apparently Congress says, well, could you just do this without us having to cast a vote? Yeah, because, because we don't want to be responsible. don't want to have their name on anything. Right. They're a bunch of weenies. So, I th- so oh God, if I say yes, then they're gonna, the, the warmongers and the you know the Satanists are going to be mad at me. They're not going to vote for me. And if I say no, then the, all the you know the eagle, you know the uh, the hawks are going to. It just you can't win. So they, they said no, just go do it yourself. So they were probably really pleased at Obama for just doing it without consulting them, even though right. Kucinich. Yeah. Who's the only guy complaining about it? Well, there's a couple more. Lugar is uh, is saying it's not okay. he's not he's not saying impeach. Of course, uh, Ron Paul, Rand Paul. So there are a few out there, but you know you're not going to you're not going to see them on the news. Well, yeah, you're not going to see them on the news. But this this is it's interesting what this guy brings up for a couple of reasons. One, we have this newly created board of governors. Uh, remember this, John? And all the governors had to come together. They've got the, this secret little handshake, decoder ring thing going on. This is about uh, potential martial law in the United States, and all the governors have all these extra powers that have now been written by uh, um, executive order. In Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, uh, they now have an emergency response plan 
Uh, so I don't think it's been approved yet, but it would give the city the power to, quote, commandeer private property, seize buildings in a crisis to uh, the uh, city's elected leaders. And I think that, you know, that this, this whole Libya thing is coincidentally a nice little dry run to see if the Amer- American public is stupid enough to take this type of unconstitutional behavior. And, and, and clearly we are. Oh, yeah. We are. We're just like, uh. and there was a um, there was a report somewhere. I, read, I don't have it in the show notes, but somewhere I read uh, that people were overwhelmed, but they, they couldn't track Libya anymore because it's just too much. It's too much going on, <laughs> which of course is true. You know, you have to be like crazy like us to be able to, and you know and, and have support to not do anything else but track this stuff. Because, you know, it was, oh, first it was Egypt, oh, Tunisia, Egypt, and like you know, Libya, I can't track it. You know, Japan, I don't know what to do. I can't follow the news. And the answer, of course, is just have to watch, watch, listen to this show and uh, check out our show notes. And everything else, the U.S. court, um, there's two things that happen. Uh, so the FBI now has expanded powers for assessments. And the, uh, the, which court was it? Was it like the Ninth District? Something before the Supreme Court, which I think is the Ninth District. Uh, they basically said, all right, rules are investigators can hold domestic terror suspects as long as they want without giving them a Miranda warning. This is new. No Miranda warning necessary. So we can just pick you up uh, if based on an assessment. An assessment does not need a warrant. An assessment is... Uh, if you know, if we we suspect you of something, essentially, they can yeah. wiretap you, and it even says you infiltrate groups. Isn't this what Cass uh, Sunberger was talking about? Yeah, Sunstein. What? What? Yeah, you, Sunstein what, is, what? And, and of course, then is his his wife, the power woman. Right, right. So they're all they're all together in this, and and I think that it's a second circle appeals court. I'm sorry. Uh, this is, so now uh, journalists are being wiretapped and it's legal according to the second circuit appeals court uh well, you never know what those journalists might be up to well they don't seem to complain about any of this they're all on, they're all on board well they took well there was a lawsuit about it obviously and so yeah, there's always one or two people making a fuss <laughs> yeah yeah pesky little buggers stop that so uh, i think it was Producer Pete. Well, if you want to go along, along this line for a little longer, yeah. the same guy, Bruce Fine, does a great rant, and I have a, a clip of that, too. I mean, this was done during a book fair in Virginia that, uh, I believe it was Virginia, that took place uh, uh, in the middle of the month. And uh, Damn, I missed it. It was, <laughs> it was on C-SPAN. And I listened to this particular segment, which was two and a half hours, and uh, not this clip. My God, you, you sat through a two and a half hours of video of a book fair? Yeah. Hold on. And, you're welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh I'll be here God. all the week. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But the thing is, as I got this, like this, this rant, and we haven't ended the show clip too from the same guy, is was worth the price of admission. This particular rant in is worth the price of admission. And if we can think of where we are since 9-11, just enumerate the particular presidential usurpations that have occurred, open and notorious, without any serious uh, repudiation. He, he sounds kind of mousy looking. Is he mousy looking? I think it's the the mic, the miking of the thing. It was a cheap production. It's, it's all overmodulated too, or is that your? Oh, uh, well, he goes. He leans into the mic, and I don't know who's doing the sound, but the sound he, is terrible. He's, try, he's, he's trying mics. to he's trying to reach our friends in uh, in uh, the Middle East because that's their sound. 
Yeah, we, we talked exactly. that in Mexican radio. Yeah, we want to talk. They love that sound. Maybe we should do more of that. We'll get more listeners if we overmodulate. Well, that, I've been listening to the way you produce the show, and I think we hit that. Quite yeah, we a bit. get pretty close. I agree. By Congress of the American people, let's start with the the one that's the most dramatic. The president has announced he has authority unilaterally to place American citizens on assassination hit list if he, he thinks, in his judgment, they're in imminent danger to the United States. Right? Did, he's just he wrote a he's making money with a book. We've talked we talk about this every week. I this, know we need is, to do a book. Well, this is nothing new. United States and that kind of authority is beyond judicial rule. It'd be a state secret to try to have the judiciary probe into whether or not that was bona fide uh, decision or whether uh, it violated due process. We have also a situation where we have perpetual war and it's global. It's groovy. The authorization to use military force was the first time in the history that we declared war against a tactic, which can never be eliminated. So that meant, by definition, the war is perpetual. There has been no one in Washington, D.C., who's even conceived of a formula for determining the war is over. The second element that was revolutionary about this is because a tactic can be used anywhere. It meant the entire globe, the entire planet is a battlefield where the president is authorized to use military force or impose military law, including in this very room here. And that insofar as we have any liberty at all, it's at the president's indulgence. He's decided he doesn't want to assert that kind of military projection as he, uh, as he wishes. We have open and notorious concessions by former president and vice president. They authorized waterboarding, the definition of torture, as we used in prosecuting Japanese soldiers in World War II. And what happens? The president of the United States says, I just want to look forward, not backward. Uh, well, <laughs> Mr. President, you attended Harvard Law School like I did. All criminal law is looking backward because we don't prosecute things that haven't happened yet. It's called ex post facto laws. Yeah. I mean, it's utter fatuous argument. Oh, it's politically inconvenient. Well, there's a pardon power if you think that it's be politically disruptive or convulsive to go forward with the criminal prosecution. President Ford thought that was true with Richard Nixon after he was ousted from office, but at least he had the courage to pardon the president. He didn't say, well, covers up obstruction of justice. Who cares? <laughs> politically inconvenient, we'll blink our eyes at. Ordinarily, we find that's with the problem with foreign countries that we're trying to rectify, including Afghanistan. And the response has been very weak. We have a president who flouted the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act for almost six years, intercepting the emails and phone calls of American citizens on American soils without any warrant whatsoever. A criminal violation. Blinked at. Yeah, we don't want to prosecute it. Congress doesn't ask for it. The successor president doesn't ask for it. Well, you know, as long as you have national security claim, you know, the law doesn't matter. Well, I'm glad this guy's around because when I'm uh, taken out, when they activate Miss Mickey and she hands me the poison oyster, he can sit in my chair. <laughs> and he can overmodulate, so he's perfect. Just like you. So, uh, <laughs> this guy's perfect. This, this so, no, I think it's like excellent. the war against the tactic. <laughs> Classic. Well, I never actually, I was always wondering how to put that, how to the phrase war, that. Well, I think it's the war, we should just change it. The war against the squirrel. Squirrel! <laughs> the war on squirrels! Squirrel! Wow. How long yeah. that's going to go on? Yeah. A war yeah. against a tactic is perpetual. War. Yeah. It's, a war, it's a war on terror. I mean, they, they, they could never make the, actually bring the military to bear on the war on drugs. 
right. which is also perpetual. Well, and, 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 and also a great moneymaker. Oh, yeah, great moneymaker. Uh, but the whole thing, there's also a fractal here of Bosnia-Herzegovina, Yugoslavia. Because uh, if you really look back at it, now they had a, an advantage. Because, of course, this was about a pipeline that had to run through the country. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Well... Uh, well, there was yeah. also... You know, <laughs> That's where it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the people had it didn't like each other. I mean, that was already there. There was uh, 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 religious strife going on, so it was an easy one. But it's the same thing. Clinton, Beals above Clinton, Lucifer Clinton, except it was uh, Billy Boy, who was probably just, you know, noodling cigars, and then Hillary made, made the call, did the exact same thing. Like no fly zone, you know, kill everybody to in uh, for humanitarian reasons, and then da, 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 here comes the pipeline. Da, da, da. Now we know there's a pipeline that has to go through Libya, and it can't be uh, the Chinese, it can't be the Russians, it has to be ours. And if anyone misunderstands what we're saying here on the show, I think we've made it clear time and time again: it's all about oil, and and everyone, you know, there's all kinds of groovy perks along the way. Like taking Libya's money. Yeah, they say it's Gaddafi's money. It's like taking his money. The largest seizure in our nation's history of assets as per our president. There's all kinds of groovy things along the way. Oh, and we can, you know, we can uh, ship heroin to people. Yeah, that's another little groovy thing we can do. And we can take up land and buy islands in Greece. It's all groovy. Except for us. <laughs> Except for the, the slaves. Like, Did you see what happened in London yesterday? No, what? Half a million people protesting, burning crap, breaking windows. This wasn't very well covered. Duh. Yeah, half a million people took to the streets. Now, of course, it's the wrong people for the wrong reasons, which is unfortunate, uh, because at the end of the day, the only way we're going to change anything is the young people, the young people who are, you know, should be like up in arms, like, you know, well, my, my generation was too busy doing blow. Uh, in the 80s and 90s. But your generation, John, certainly uh, was out there protesting. But the We kid, did our part, you, and we're probably, when we all start going into retirement homes, we're going to do our part again because it's going to be a mess. Yeah, well, you're going to be out on the street. What home are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> well, no retirement home. be throwing walkers and <laughs> Zimmer and, frames. So what happened in the United Kingdom is uh, they come out with a budget. And, of course, it's just like Greece. It's just like Portugal. Uh, Portugal, of course, the prime minister said, screw this. I'm not going to be any part of that. You know, and everyone's revolting. He yeah, he's like, I'm getting <laughs> out. I'm, I got an island in Greece. I got to go uh, tidy up. And so the austerity, austerity measures came in, which means no service for you, slaves. Literally, no service for you. No service for you. Uh, so they're cutting all kinds of public services. So who takes the streets? The people who are getting cut. Now, instead of revolting... After the, yeah, after they finally realized... I mean, the joke of this, that is the joke of it, is that they, you know... For one thing, they, the thing they cut, they always like to cut things that apply to the slaves as opposed to cutting middle management and, and these... Right, and some exactly. These top budgets and the defense, the, the, the bottomless pit of the Defense Department spending. Right. So, you know, they don't do that. They take it from... And, of course, the people... It, it, uh, the United Kingdom is generally kind of a socialist system, and a lot of people rely on it. And now that's, you know, the, the, the visits of the doctors are going to get yanked away. Uh, all kinds of stuff is taking place. And so, the you know, instead of the... I'm sure some of the people were like, hey, we want more service. But most of these people were the ones who were getting cut. Who will... I mean, it's an expensive country to live in. 
I know, because I live there. And then the funniest thing, uh, and actually I think Mr. Oil sent me a clip about this, is a huge, <laughs> Cameron made a huge gesture. Oh, you know, to offset some of the costs and the cuts, we're going to take a penny off of the price of petrol. <laughs> a penny. One penny. They don't even make pennies anymore. <laughs> we're taking a penny wow, off. What a, a whole what a gesture. Penny. But it's funnier because they're actually not reducing it. They're raising the price. Listen to this report. First, though, if you filled up the car or your van this morning. Your van. Flush. BBC Radio 1. It was the government's big gesture in yesterday's budget to help people save a bit of money. One P off the price of a litre of fuel. Another planned fuel increase is ditched or delayed. But as soon as we gave you the news last night, the texts started coming in to 81199, basically saying, big deal. And now the Chancellor's having to deny claims that his budget means prices will shoot back up in just a few weeks. Newsbeat's Greg Dawson's been looking into this. George Osborne's plan to help people at the pumps is simple. Tax the oil companies more and use the extra cash to allow drivers to pay less. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So they're going to tax the oil companies, of course... At least fifty percent of that will be passed right on to the consumer. Yeah, who do they? Ki- who are they kidding? Well, the, just listen. Hey, we're taking a penny off. Let people argue about the stupid penny. That's how it works. Argue about the dumb penny, and then meanwhile, hey, it just got more expensive. Oh well, let's have a beer. <sighs> yeah, it's sad. It's just sad. Uh, I, I posted a link to. Uh, General Butler's uh, War is a Racket piece in the show notes, noagendashow.com. Reread that. That's uh, General uh, Smedley Butler. Smedley. 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 As he says, it is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. It is the only one international in scope. It is the only one in which the profits are reckoned in dollars and the losses in lives. That's what we're a part of here. And Smedley was the one who saved this country, as a matter of fact, from uh, turning into a uh, benign dictatorship on behalf of the DuPonts. Yeah, he was and He was the, asked to overthrow the, the government, wasn't he? Yeah, he asked to overthrow. There was a big conspiracy. It's, it's, it's been written about, if you want to look into it. Nobody talks about it much. Oh, well, you know, it happened. But they tried to uh, essentially uh, get Roosevelt out of office and replace him with a uh, military dictatorship. In the United States during the in the 30s, and it's very well documented. And it came one inch from actually happening if it wasn't for this guy, yeah. who they who was part of the scheme, and he said no. Right. And did he get and a medal? Meanwhile, nobody ever got thrown in jail for conspiracy. No, all these no. huge hot shots, and there's a it's a laundry list of them. Unbelievable. So, uh, do we have a statue Democrats, of him? Is, by the is way. he at the Capitol? Do we have a statue of him at the Capitol? Is he on the money? Is he? Uh, no, he's got he's got that book, <laughs> and it's out of print. You can't even get it on the Kindle. <laughs> Yeah, you can get it. you can you can die. It's like the, it's like the green book for by Gaddafi. You can get it online. Meanwhile, the indoctrination of human resources everywhere continues. A television show, The Event. Have you ever watched the show, John? The Event. I you know I watched the first episode, rolled my eyes, fell <laughs> off the couch, and turned it off. Yeah. So this is the uh, season's uh, finale of The Event. No, it was still on. No, I think it's that, one of those shows, you know, the who knows? Who, who knows? They, they drop ends. the show in every few weeks. It's yeah. like V. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, V is the same thing. It's indoctrination. That's for uh, vaccinations and swine flu. This one just slayed me when I heard what was being said in this about uh, oh, just old old laws. Shut up. We we can't listen to the constant. What is that thing? Constant. Screw that. Before it's too late. Now, want an update on Sophia? Where are we on narrowing her location in San Francisco? We are still waiting for her phone to be activated again. <laughs> as soon as she makes or receives another call, we'll be able to pinpoint where she is. In the meantime, we've mobilized a direct action unit consisting of special ops forces supported by every local law enforcement agency. Local law enforcement? No, no, no. We've had Sophia escape from under our noses before. I won't let that happen again. No more mistakes. I want the best on this. Now, General, who are the best men you have stationed in the vicinity? The Marine 4th Force Reconnaissance Company out of Alameda, sir. Good. Prepare to deploy them. They should provide adequate support. And you know that I cannot do that, sir. The Posse Capitatus Act prohibits the use of United States military forces on U.S. soil except for the case of a natural disaster, sir. Thank you, General. I'm well aware of federal law. I'm also aware that when Congress passed Posse Comitatus nearly 130 years ago, they weren't accounting for the threat we're facing right now, so don't question me, just do it. <laughs> so they'll work with local law enforcement and with our special ops team. I could just Play. see the president doing that. Hey, hey, that was written 130 years ago. Were you born then? No, no, son. Posse Comitatus don't count. Don't question me. Don't lecture me. Do as you're told. This guy's the president? Yeah. <laughs> He's got nothing better to do than track somebody down in Alameda. Yeah, with the with the Marines. Do as you're told. Yeah, who cares about posse commentators? I mean, we have a lot of these shows. We had it with the you know all the all the right wingers in the United States were huge fans, <laughs> especially the first couple of years of Twenty Four. Yeah, which was just which is a total off the reservation. You know, let's just ad lib, screw the Constitution. You know, <laughs> let me kill who I have to. I mean, it's a very it's incredibly uh, negative uh, um, propagandistic show. Well, that just and, a- but it was oh, it's great. I mean, Rush Limbaugh was actually taken to I think the second or third season, taken to a screening in advance of the rollout of, a, of one of the seasons, and he was just jacked up about. I it. love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I find that all highly. Yeah, it works on all levels. Yeah, but I mean, it, you can't deny that that's not just propaganda. Oh yeah, no, totally. You know, people. It's say, oh no, it's a form of it's a modern form of brainwashing. It's it's actually very effective. I think it works very well. Obviously, let's just take a look around you. That is the sad part. <laughs> is that a try? I mean, I don't know. anyway. <sighs> In fact, there's an interesting meme going around. If you haven't started noticing it, uh, uh, there was a there was a I think it was on CNN I, or one of the networks, or, or or maybe it was the military channel. I've been watching the military channel a lot. Um, Stalker, the Reagan the Reagan shooting. Uh, a, a, there was a slew of things on on these on news networks on Kennedy's assassination. Yeah. Uh, things on then. This has all been in the last few weeks. There's been at least three, maybe four shows on this on, it's, uh, it's, on shooting presidents. Yeah, hmm. and it's very disconcerting because hmm. it seems to me as though that this Set is up. what it's just some sort of a hmm. setting people into a mindset, which is not a not good, good one. No, it's not good. Wow. No, I haven't. I and actually, I have. I did. You know, it's funny you say that. I have kind of seen a couple of these things, huh? 
Yeah, they're all showing up at once. Yeah, the Reagan thing I saw, and uh, hmm. and they're also talking about John Lennon. He's also being right, discussed, right? And Hinckley, and there's a there's been some hearings, and there's a couple of special deals at the museum, I think. Huh? Oh, and, the museum. Uh, yeah, the CIA exhibit. The museum is something you have. Yeah, to Yeah, that's pay George attention. Clooney's dad. He's uh, he's big in the museum. The museum, yeah. yeah. The museum is something you have to keep keep tabs on because what they're doing, I don't know what, how what, how it's working. I mean, what what the messaging is or how it's going out from there. But, doing but every time, yeah. but they're always doing some contemporary kind of a of a discussion that is like is sketchy. I did see this one clip of Gaddafi, which makes no sense playing because it's subtitled, <clears throat> and of course I don't, I don't speak uh, Arabic, so I have no idea if it's it sounds like what he's saying. But he goes into this whole, and this is from uh, 2000, uh, just before, I think, just as Obama was elected. <clears throat> and he's talking about Obama, and he says, uh, you know, the guy will never do what, he's, what he said he's going to do because he uh, had promised that he would look and see if Israel had weapons of mass destruction at their nuclear plant. What is the nuclear plant there called? It's something with a D. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and he says, <clears throat> the reason why Obama uh, started to say that but then stopped is because he took a look at what happened with JFK. He says, JFK was adamant about seeing if there were nuclear weapons at the nuclear plant in Israel, and then they whacked him. That's what Gaddafi's saying. And, you know, A, don't argue Where'd with Where'd you the- get that? I haven't heard this one. Well, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's what Gaddafi is saying in this subtitled video. Oh, okay. I, and I was like, "Wow, where that's did pretty- you see it?" <clears throat> um, uh, I, I can tell you where I get it. I from- think Gaddafi's got a lot. I mean, this guy and his kids—they, I think they've got a lot of documentation for a lot of crazy stuff that would be it's gonna be interesting. When well, it it's all—it's also kind of no coincidence that um, you know when uh, Gaddafi's son said, "Hey, you know, why don't we just show all the bank receipts uh, uh, for how we finance Sarkozy's campaign?" Boom. One is like two days later, we were attacking him. Yeah, and that could, really. I mean, they and they turned that around quickly. Yeah, and and, and so humanitarian that, reasons they would destroy the city. They weren't even near the place. And Le Figaro, which I would say is a reasonably reputable newspaper, no more or less reputable than New York than the New York Times. Uh, they report <clears throat> that, that was a kind of a left wing or okay, the Guardian. Then I mean, you know, there's okay, the Guardian. Someone's getting paid to research. Okay, the Guardian. The Guardian's perfect. Okay. Uh, Le Figaro claims French police officials kept a letter secret which exposed Sarkozy's past participation in espionage activities for Mossad. How does that, does that like... Wow. (laughs) That's out of left field. Which goes as far back as 1983. And it's interesting because right along with this comes my favorite, Valerie Jarrett. Who, once again, as I watch the West Wing Week reality show, which they should put that stuff on uh, Bravo. They would get high ratings. She's there every step of the way. She's everywhere. She's just, and she just makes it want to slap her. So she is speaking in front of, um, I think it's at a fundraiser, a large group of uh, uh, a Jewish contingency. And she's from Iran. She's Persian. She says, uh, and by the way, you know, I have uh, Jewish roots. It's like what? It's like what? what? Is, yeah, exactly. W- really? Seems highly unlikely. So the, and off the wall. So I think we we can't discount the true issues in the Middle East in all of this. I, I'm not sure how or why, 
but there there is more going on. And and I think Sarkozy, there is something there uh, outside of all the oil. I think, let's just look at the guy. <laughs> I don't want to condemn just from uh, appearances. Well, but, you can. Yeah, I might as well. But I just have a feeling that somehow Sarkozy, you know, there was a reason. I mean, this is the guy who called for it all. He said, hey, whoa, 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 we better go in there. Of course. Yeah, we. make sure we burn down the document, burn the building with the documentation. Oh, yes. No, that's kind of handy. Might be one of the reasons why one of those cruise missiles hit the compound. Gerald Salente is kind of a crackpot, but he said something pretty funny uh, this past week. When people get killed or there are strikes in Afghanistan that kill innocent people, they always use the term NATO. It's mostly the U.S. And yes, the uh, prime minister of Turkey is 100 percent correct. Again, the hypocrisy is before our very own eyes. So all this is is the United States doing what it's become accustomed to do. And that is attack any country it wants to at any time for any reason that it could make up. And the new reason that they made up is perfectly Orwellian, humanitarian crisis. So you kill people to solve a humanitarian crisis, and you take dictators out that you don't like, because really, what's behind this? And I've said it before. Would the United States be in Iraq if their major export was broccoli? (laughs) It's the war on broccoli, I tell you. That's a great line. <laughs> it's the war on broccoli. We have to Those stop this. Ins- we have to stop this insanity. I tell you, stop the insanity. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the morning. And we do want to thank some people for helping us out. Uh, we already mentioned uh, MF Bar- Barrow from uh, Wiltshire. Uh, Yosef Manzu Tamayo uh, got kicked out of my apartment last month, and I'm staying with family and friends, hope to get find something in Amsterdam, which is also the area I work in as a sysadmin. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, please beam some karma my way to find the perfect place. You've got karma. Well, you'll be able to find that in Amsterdam. There are tons of No Agenda uh, producers in uh, in Amsterdam who can uh, help you out. Just hop into the chat room, noagendastream.com, and uh, you'll see that uh, there's plenty of people who can help you out. Uh, by the way, I wanted to mention, go back to our, one of our $300 donors, Jason Southwell. He's actually in San Pedro, Belize. Oh, but he sent a separate note to mention that, so he's not in Pompano, wherever uh chris moore in findlay ohio 64 dollars joseph esposito that was by the way from yousef that was 66 66 joseph esposito joe the dish slave in stockton california (laughs) double nickels on the dime hey john and adam double nickels as usual to support your excellent program i'd appreciate a mention of my podcast the ozone nightmare (laughs) and some karma for my mother all right here comes some karma for the madre You've got karma. And I am proudly drinking my coffee again, uh, Joe the Dishlave, from your WITM uh, Doug News Cup. Uh, unfortunately, uh, um, uh, the coffee is empty. It's been that way for a while. That's a little production note here for the Watchtower. The coffee is empty? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's key. It's a, it's, a, it's a code word. 
Oh, you're 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 telling your personal slave to go get coffee. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna get activated one of these days anyway, and hand me the poison oyster. So she might as well get me some coffee now. Sir Barry Wilson, Coffs Harbor, New South Wales, fifty dollars. Jo- Craig Jones, Danville, Pennsylvania, fifty. Jo- George Vanderhorst, Black Knight, George. Here we go. Fifty. Joseph Gans, Wilmington, Delaware. It started the show. How about a boots on the ground? Phrase of sys admin monitoring the network. You can add that to your. Uh, okay, add I'll just admins. Admins monitoring the network. Admins is good. Peter Toady's uh, Sugarland, Sugarland, Texas. Ty Hibbert, Hibbert, uh, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Fellas, can you please request uh, Brent Bolta from Australia to donate as he introduced me to the program, but is too tight to wow. donate himself. Well, we have to call him out. Douchebag. And finally, last-minute donation from Matthew McDonald, who uh, came in at $111.11, and uh, he wants to throw out a birthday uh, thing, which we have on the list for... uh, uh, We do? For a birthday, but he also wants some karma for a wedding. He has uh, this is a, this birthday we was a birthday wish for Aaron. Oh, Berkwin. got it. Yeah, I got that one. Yep. Yeah, you got that memo. But because yep. he's he's getting married and he he says Aaron. Uh, by the way, everyone named Aaron is is quite pretty. It's, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he wants a some karma. <laughs> Wait a minute! Stop! Stop! Everyone named Aaron, women E R I N, I presume, are quite. I've pretty. never seen one that's not attractive. We're looking for the ugly Aaron. There might be one. If there, if there is, then I'll stop saying that. Okay. April 9th, uh, they're going to get married. He needs oh. some karma. Oh, absolutely. Well, we wish you guys the best in holy matrimony. You've got karma. And that's our uh, sh- kind of a short list for our uh, our regular donors. And we do have a lot of... Uh, thir- we want to thank everyone who gave us 3333 and the uh, regular 1111 per month uh, and all the rest of you that uh, helped us out on the, this show. We really appreciate it. So if you've been listening uh, so far into the program and maybe your first time, maybe you came here through listening to uh, one of the No Agenda Shots and NoAgendaShots.com, it's obvious that uh, the things we're talking about here are not discussed in mainstream media or on a national treasure because they're all sponsored, underwritten, advertising, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we should mention one of our uh, producers sent in a note. How about the Detroit Free Press who uh, pushed back a, a reporter who tried to write a negative review for the Chrysler 200? Well, he wrote it, but then he had to uh, He wrote it and it. They, had to, they had to pull it. I guess they pulled it offline or something because it was not a positive. It wasn't positive about the car. Yeah. And, you know, Detroit yeah. uh, Free Press is, uh, you know, apparently not as free as you'd like. This is the problem with mainstream media in general. And most media, That's that, especially in today's era where there's a shortage of, you know, there's not a lot of work to be had. And so this is the time where the advertisers, all of them, start to put the screws to people. And this is the kind of thing we don't have to deal with because – and we're not dealing with it because we're supported by you, the listener, and we really need that continued support. It's the only way it works, value for value. Did you hear about that Massachusetts job fair that got canceled because there were no companies with jobs? (laughs) <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. A job fair got canceled because we have no people with jobs to offer. Oh, oh. That's not good. No, no, this is not. And I was kind of like tossed the story away, but I mentioned it to a couple of people. They went, what? Really? Yeah, dude. In case you haven't noticed, we're in a depression. 
if you look at there's a company, there's a newsletter out there. It's, a, it's not that expensive. I think it's $175 a year for people who invest in the stock market. They need to look at different kinds of numbers. I got this recommended from Horowitz, and I uh, subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, by begging for a free subscription, by the way. Yeah, of course. You're not going to well, pay, I'm a journalist and I pay for that. Yes, yes, you're a journalist. You're a journalist. journalist. Yes. So anyway, so but it's called Shadow Stats, and uh, you should check it out. I think you just look up Shadow Stats. Well, or Shadow get me on Stats. the list for free, dude. I just, when stuff, interesting things come out, I'll let yeah, you know. Yeah. And so the point is, is that they ha- they keep real unemployment records. Yeah, real uh, real numbers. They, they yeah. have the, the 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 regular number that the government has, and then they have the old calculation that the government sometimes uses for real unemployment. Which I think the the, the official number is like nine percent, and then the the number of long term unemployed I think is something like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. But the true unemployment, based on ap- absolute numbers of people that are actually unemployed, unemployable, and everything in between, and they've just given up. Uh, is twenty two and a half percent, and that's been steady for the last three or four months. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel pretty crappy for uh, the young kids. Yeah, they've already most of them have given up. Yeah, no, they have, they have. Yeah, they just you know they're living at home, <laughs> or worse, they've got their own place that we're paying for. Yeah, well, that. <laughs> Hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so uh, the place to support us with your giving levels. Remember, we've got the Triad, the 300 Club, our big 300 coming up. There are even a couple of calls uh, for your birthday, John, which I thought was interesting. And you know, Mickey also suggested this. I said, no, screw that. Yeah, if you want to give extra money for Dvorak's birthday on April 5th. Yeah, then uh, that'll help too. But I mean, like, we didn't do this for my birthday. Well, you, your Mickey wasn't thinking about you. <laughs> My Mickey wasn't thinking about me. She doesn't love me as much as she loves you. It's your birthday, birthday. All right, uh, happy birthday shout-outs. Jeffrey Pasito uh, turns, uh, turns 33 tomorrow. Emma Barrow, of course, says happy birthday to her husband, Beat, Brian Barrow. Andrew Sawyer turns 25 today. And then uh, Aaron Bergwin, she is selling, uh, she turned 28 last Thursday. And of course, uh, she will be entering uh, wedlock on April uh, 9th with uh, Matthew. So happy birthday to you from all of your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. Squirrel! So if you want to help the show, there's only one place you need to go. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. Or, of course, ChannelDevorak.com slash N-A or NoAgendaNation.com. And, of course, you can always find uh, these links at uh, the show, NoAgendaShow.com. Or just uh, Google No Agenda. We own the first page. At least we still do. Actually, four pages. I'm very worried, though. Google is... Have you, I find uh, when I'm looking for information, uh, Google has become pretty much unusable. Just useless. You, I mean, you Google for anything... And uh, you just get pages of crap. You might as well just hit page 10 right off the bat and then start <laughs> I, you know, searching Actually, there. that's amusing because I have done that. Yeah, no, you have to do it because if you want actual information, you know, besides something that, it, no matter what you Google, like yesterday, I was trying to figure out how to copy files from the ReadyNAS Duo, forget about the technical part of it, onto a USB drive. So I, I literally say, how to copy files from ReadyNAS Duo to external USB drive. And you get pages and pages of advertisements for this box, which I already have. I'm not interested in that. It's, it's very, very hard to get actual information. F- forget actual news information. It's, just, it's not there. 
They just don't help you out anymore. It's, it's, I don't blame Google as much as I blame the guys who spend all their time, all their waking hours, and you know who they are. Mm. We know these people personally. All their waking hours trying to game the system. Right. Yeah, well, that, of course. And it, there's it goes more both people. Ways. That, if you look at it, if you, uh, as many people as Google has working there, there are, if you look at group, you know, the kind of uh, crowdsourcing, the number of people that the public has working to game the system is so, it's, it's just in the millions. Search, you can't have enough people to fight this. Search engine optimization. Scam. So I'm just saying that, hoping that Google hears it and says, okay, we'll let these guys slide another week. Yeah, but it's, yeah, <laughs> there was no agenda. <laughs> hey, hey, they're making money. We're not getting our cut. That's what it is. That's what that's, that's what, what it'll it come is. down to. Because they let JC Penny slide. JC Penny, one of the top ten advertisers, spending two million dollars a month. You know, they let them slide until someone said, "Hey, you know, this is really bogus," and they had to cut them off. But they'll be right back up. It's, it's a scam. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we need to uh, uh, pull out some Hold blades. On. You got your blade there, John? Wait. There it is. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mickey Kennedy and. Astrid Klein, please step forward. Thanks to sufficient giving levels, you both can now, well, Dame Astrid, I, we're pretty sure you already were a dame, but we're going to dame you anyway, thanks to uh, your husband slash partner, Mark, and Mickey Kennedy, both of you, $1,000, which means you are now Sir Mickey Kennedy, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable, and Dame Astrid, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable, please... Enjoy our Rent Boys and Cabernet and our Hookers and Blow, whatever you want, if you just need some Tinker Toys, they're there as well. And, and uh, I want to uh, read from a note I got from uh, Greg Brunsell, who says he's working on a night layaway plan, but very interested in the 300 Club since receiving his tax refund, and we recommend everyone who gets their tax refund to help us out. One thing I found exceptionally exciting from the last show is John mentioned someone being knighted that day will receive a ring are you still giving rings to all the knights of the No Agenda Roundtable? Answer is yes. Yeah, word up with it. Where are they? Well, they're coming in April. They've been we, ordered, said, right? The order is They're in. already ordered. They're, they're being manufactured. And they're paid we for. We already paid half or whatever? They're paid. Cool. Yeah, because we keep track I mean, of our finances. I mean, uh, you know... I, there's one it thing people don't money, know about. We, 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 have to, we, you saved, know, we, we saved for it. We saved for we it. We did. We saved for it in a special account. I was under the idea that there was a limited number of rings and only a first few hundred or so nights would receive. No. No. Every night. It's a every part of the deal. It may be a second version eventually, but right now they all get this one, the, the first round. If there's a possibility I could get a ring, I would definitely light a fire under my behind. But, right. And well, I would yeah. probably do the same for many others. If all nights to still receive a ring, do you really need to stress it on the show? Or you really need to stress it on the show? Okay, we just did. Yeah. Like I said, I figured I missed the ring. And we black. will not, repeat, will not uh, sell or do, I mean, these rings are for nights only. There will be no yes, other not ring be no, premium no anywhere. Other rings. No, no rings for But he also wants to know if there's more 10, 10, 10 coins. He needs to know about that. If you have any questions about coins, surplus coins, extra coins, or the coins that weren't fulfilled, 10, 10, 10 or otherwise, get a hold of Eric the Shill at Eric. No, it's shill at noagendanation.com. Shill at noagendanation.com, and he'll let you know if there's, I think there's a few 10, 10 coins left. So, um, some interesting uh, research dug up by one of our producers out there in Gitmo Nation, John, about 611 Folsom Street, which we talked about a week ago. 611 Folsom Street, this big, ominous, windowless building in San Francisco that you walk by every yeah, single day. Yeah, the NSA building. Hello, darling. 
Oh, you were Skyping yeah. with your uh, handler. With my guys for the your handler, <laughs> your hand. Hey, 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 hey! I, I want to see you drink some of that coffee before you give it to me. Well, maybe you're activated. I don't want you like poisoning <laughs> me on the show. <laughs> All right. So uh, she does look a little like a fembot. <laughs> oh, dude! Like you know, kind of tall. You know, well built you know the no she's thing. like she's like uh angelina jolie in salt she'll turn on me in a second i'm like you know all sexy and hot and stuff and then all of a sudden like my neck's broken like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, if you laugh about it you laugh you laugh or, or uh, some unfortunate hot tub accident while on our hot pockets tour <laughs> while the lid was on <laughs> all right so 611 Folsom street is that uh, now we know that there's a fiber tap in there this has all been admitted we talked about it on the last show uh, which goes directly to the ns actually to mi6 because uh the u.s government can't spy on you but they can just tap that off right off to the mi6 there in the gitmo nation east and they spy on us and I mean, the- they, they could just as soon spy on us but they don't want to end up in a situation where they have to give testimony that they're doing it right now, yeah, we had nothing to do with it. So, but there's a number of other. Uh, if you if you Google this, if you Google 611 Folsom Street, San Francisco, it gives you selected businesses at this address. Oh, this is interesting. Yes, uh, let me give well, you. I never, this is great already. Uh, yeah, so let me give you a couple. There's obvious uh, level three communications, uh, Pacific Towing, of course the. Uh, 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 what are those guys named? The uh, the the big construction company. Uh, huh. I'm looking forward to here on the list. Anyway, Rand Global Inc. So the Rand Corporation is in there. San Francisco uh, Airport Transportation. Then we have uh, Level Three. I think I mentioned that we have Mister Mystic is uh, at six eleven Folsom. And my favorite, Exotic Escorts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What a coincidence. <laughs> no service for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to hit this one. Coincidence? I think not. Ken Smith Photography, Moss Beach Ranch. But what is Mr. Mystic? Mr. Mystic. <laughs> Mr. Mystic. So these are actual businesses listed at this address. I mean, how does that work? What's Planet 3 doing there? What are they? So what's MrMystic.com? A roller coaster ride of nonstop hilarious action and adventure. Hmm, he was on uh, American Idol, Mr. Mystic. Okay. But then uh, Exotic Escorts, really? You know, so I, I'm, I, would, I would say we have to be kind of careful about who we do business with based upon their address. <laughs> oh, WebCore, that's the, uh, that's the big uh, construction guy. So they're all in this. These, these are the companies to stay away from. Mr. Mystic. I don't think you could get into that building as a business unless you were cleared. That's what I mean. It's like how it's like it's like a data center. Is it what like rack space is in there? What's the deal? Exotic escorts. So there you go. I bet you that uh, uh, who was the attorney general who was uh, banging the five thousand dollar night hookers? Spitzer? Spitzer. He was probably it was probably from exotic escorts. Yeah, well, I would definitely. You're definitely going to be in somebody's <laughs> database if you're working at anything out of that building. It's just crazy. It's just. I don't crazy. have to look. That will be fine. We should make that a special segment of the show. What other uh, uh, businesses are at six eleven Folsom? Or any other uh, uh, nefarious address will do, of course. And now back to real news. So, of course, we know we've got the the big album out uh, for uh, Japan Relief. 
with 38 tracks, including uh, I Was Born This Way by Lady Gaga. Very uh, appropriate. Yeah, I think you called the Lady Gaga thing. <laughs> yeah, I said if Lady Gaga's in, then we can look forward to the telethon. So that's on the way. Um, but this is uh, my favorite. Uh, I got a Hollywood Whackers thing, and I've got this. Um, the Las Vegas deputy district attorney who prosecuted Paris Hilton for cocaine possession was arrested over the weekend, John, after buying rock cocaine. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was arrested for buying cocaine. And he's the guy that prosecuted Paris Hilton. I'm oh, just, this is fishy. Oh, yeah. Ri- no. So I thought that was pretty funny. And then uh, this one is the uh, from the Hollywood Whackers file. Has the guy said anything? Has he made a statement? No, he's been arrested. I don't think he's, he can make any statement yet. He's in the slammer, the big house. He's done. Wow. So, um, 12... I missed that. <laughs> I'll give you a 10 for that one. I missed Gee, that one completely. How, how did you miss it? Ooh, boy. You, maybe you were watching a C-SPAN book show. <laughs> All day. <laughs> It makes us the most unattractive men in the universe, I tell you. I've watched C-SPAN for a living. Which is, is of course, exactly... Can I buy you a drink? (laughs) Come here often? (laughs) What do you do? I'm going to start doing... You're (laughs) pretty. I'm going to start doing... When people say, what do you do? I'm going to say, I watch C-SPAN for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Can I buy you a drink? Orange juice, perhaps? Ah. Alan Horn. Uh, you may not know this name, but he has been kind of the godfather of Warner Brothers for the past uh, 12 years. And uh, he uh, is, of course, responsible for... Me- I mean, they're the number one studio. Thank you, darling. Stroke waffles. Hey, thank you. They are the number one uh, studio, have been for the past three years. Perfect Storm, 300, The Departed, Happy Feet, Ocean's Eleven, Sherlock Holmes, Million Dollar Baby, Dark Knight, Harry Potter, of course. So he's been pushed out by... uh, Why? (laughs) Why? Well, so we don't know exactly why, but I was reading this in the New York Times, and uh, it was exactly the language that I thought was interesting because, you know, we talk about this being one big mafia business. And so this is New York Times reporting. One of the longstanding codes of the movie business involves longevity and loyalty. Once you're a made man, to use the mafia term adopted by film folk, you're allowed to write your own ticket for nearly as long as you want. Perhaps eventually you get a discreet nudge to step aside or move into a chairman emeritus type of position, all the while you are treated with deep respect. And so he's getting, he's like, it's the equivalent of getting whacked. They didn't actually whack him, but they still might. But he's, uh, he's moving out. They're going to have like three guys moving in with the office of the president or some bull crap like that. So uh, you can just predict that uh, Warner Brothers is going down now because this guy is out. But, I mean, that just kind of proves the point that this is one big mafio, mafioso business. They actually talk about it like they're mafia. I wonder what he did that got he them, did, I don't uh, know. He, he, maybe he whacked Ronnie Chase, and who knows? You know, you, that can happen, right? If you, rack, if you whack the, uh, a lieutenant from the other team. I don't know. Something. Uh, yeah. A couple of uh, don't look over here moments. We now have in Europe a European banking authority. And no one is talking about this. And they will be now in charge of all of the banks. And, and this uh, is the reason the Swiss decided not to go into the EU. Exactly. 
So it's, a, it's, not, it's not even a news release. But they have a guy, uh, 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 uh from the Lowlands, Arnout Fossen, uh, who is now uh, Secretary General of the uh, European, he, he's Secretary General of the European Banking Authority, uh, stationed in the city of London, which of course is not part of the European Union. It's his own little uh, entity there, and it will be uh, uh, coordinating everything between the banks, coordinating everything. And uh, so that's a uh, don't look over here moment. Meanwhile, uh, while we're, uh, I think. Uh, Oh, wait, is it Monday? Yeah. <laughs> well, this makes sense. What did I say on the last show about the the Federal Reserve? I said they had four more days to hand out the list uh, with all the information about um, who they gave money to, that they lost their appeal. Yeah. So what else is happening on Monday? Well, Obama's going to make a speech. Yeah, Obama's going to speak. So it'll be snowed under. We won't hear about it, but we, we'll be looking for it. And meanwhile, the Fed has now said, oh, we're going to do uh, periodic news conferences. So uh, it means they have to lie more often. So now starting April 27th, uh, they're going to do uh, periodic news conferences about how things are going. But Monday, while everyone's looking at the president, we'll be looking at this information. From you know, the I wonder, Reserve. you know, that we, we played that clip in the last show of that conservative member of the uh, from the UK who's a member of the European Parliament saying yeah. that the UK... At least the conservative branch right. uh, is going to uh, try to get them to to leave the EU and you know get England out because uh-huh. it's not a benefit to them. I wonder if that's going to if they don't do that sooner than later it, that it becomes kind of like something that happened with the United States when South Carolina wanted to secede from the Union, which they were actually I think technically allowed to do, but they. But it started the Civil War, uh-huh. which federalized the entire country. Uh, and let's country. face it, that kind of sucked. It wasn't a good war for us. For, no. right? We lost no. 4 million people. I think it was terrible. We got some but great movies it, out of that, it. You think it would trigger a civil war in, within the EU and we'd have to actually get involved? Obviously, we'd have oh. to take England's side. But would we or what would happen? I mean, if, they, if the huh. EU decided to get martial law, you know, declare martial law in the UK and then take over the place? I mean, could they do it? You think they'd pull it off? Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I do have two clips from our friend, uh, Mr. Farage, Nigel. Yeah, he's the one. Who's, he's, he's actually instigating this. But Yes. Uh, yeah. And well, I, let's listen to him. I love this guy. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so this is, unfortunately, these are not clips of him um, in Parliament, in European Starfleet Command there. Uh, but this is him on uh, Russia Today, uh, and uh, he, you know the guy actually sa- he's he's probably programmed for all we know. But he sounds like such a trained news reporter. He's actually responding uh, to the interviewer as if he was a, a, a war correspondent on the ground. And let's face it, he basically is a war correspondent at Starfleet Command in uh, in Brussels. The European Council President Herman van Rompuy po- uh, pointed out earlier today that the EU is primarily aiming at ousting Gaddafi. Now, that's not what the UN resolution indicates. Um, Do you think the EU is on a collision course with the UN here, perhaps? I was very shocked, and I've just been to a private meeting with him, um, of seven of us from the European Parliament, where he repeated that. So it's perfectly clear that as far as Rumpoy is concerned, regime change is why we're involved in Libya. What was also surprising was that we'd all seen it to begin with as France 
Britain and America getting involved in this and it now coming under this morning a NATO umbrella but what Van Rompuy made clear was that those countries would not and in fact could not have gone to war in Libya without the European Council approving it so what Van Rompuy is saying is that it's the EU as much as anybody else that has started off this war and that the aim is to topple Gaddafi and, and I would have thought uh, that that does go against UN resolution 1973 and I see it as a very surprising development so so he's kind of like telling us nothing new there but then he's, it, by the way you're right he does sound like a foreign correspondent yeah no and it gets even better now in this next uh, segment which is kind of a, he, he brings out rolls out the humor here which we love him so much for I don't believe there's any support for another ground offensive, and certainly if I talk about British public opinion, uh, you know, we've been told by the Armed Forces Minister, Nick Harvey, in response to a question, what is the length of our commitment? He replied, how long is a piece of string? Well, <laughs> how long is a piece of string? <laughs> I love that. How long, was, how long was a piece of string? What does that even mean? Well, Goodness me, we've had British troops on the ground in Afghanistan now for over 10 years. I don't think there's any appetite for us getting involved in foreign wars where we cannot directly see our own national interests being threatened and where, frankly, if we go in to support the rebels, we don't even know who they are. Yeah, he just confirms everything. But I, I, think, uh, I think he's programmed. I really do. I mean, he's on someone's side and it's probably closer to ours, but he's, he's not our friend, really. Probably not, no. Now, Warren, we have to assume not. I mean, there's no evidence of one way or the other, but now, you have to make the assumption because who, who else would – just doesn't make sense right. otherwise. Now, he has Warren, to be part of some elite. Well, he has to be clique. part of something. Otherwise, Well, you know, otherwise he would have more plane accidents. So right. w Warren Buffett, uh, I think uh, probably most interesting guy to listen to, although it's painful because it takes him forever to say something. The guy can't talk anymore. But he, um, he ran away from Goldman Sachs. Did you read this? It's pretty funny. Uh, Goldman, you know, of course, he, uh, he lent Goldman Sachs $5 billion, and uh, the VIG on that is like a million four a day he makes from that in interest payments. And, uh, but, of course, eventually he has to, you know, the Goldman it's a marker. Goldman Sachs uh, is able to buy it back. Um, and so, uh, what's the guy there, uh, the head honcho, uh, at Goldman Sachs, he called, and this is all in the news, um, called up a Warren and said, uh, right, dude, it's time. Uh, and he, he's actually, I don't have this on, uh, on a clip, but he actually is saying that, uh, Lloyd Blankfein called him up and said, Hey, uh, Warren, it's time for to give the five billion back. And that he then went, uh, Warren's not here right now. Please leave a message at the sound of the beep. And then he left. He's in India and he's, <laughs> in, he's in the news saying, Yeah, if he can find me, he can have his five billion back. Now, of course, he's jesting, but he did come out and he said, Uh, yeah, the is he, is he, is really? he really right? He, he came out and he said, Uh, the euro could fall apart. He says um, it's not going to be simple, but he he kind of is agreeing with your civil war theory, John. And uh, you want to hear this? I mean, it's a little, yeah, absolutely. It's a little painful, but I think it's worth it because this is, of course, the Oracle of Omaha. There are huge, powerful interests that want that keep that from happening, but enough of a a strain could cause it to fall apart. I mean, it's. I know some people think it's unthinkable. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's unthinkable. I think that uh, there will be huge efforts put forth 
to keep that from happening. What, the collapse of the euro? The, the, uh, yeah, the disintegration of the euro in some way. And frankly, I don't know how you take it apart. <laughs> That's another question. But you can't have three or four or five countries that are in effect free riding on, on the other countries. That, uh, it, that won't work over time. They, they have to get the fiscal houses in reasonable harmony uh, with how people... And incidentally, originally, I think, I think if you ran more than a 3% deficit, you know, the, the, there were supposed to be sanctions of one sort or another, and then they started getting ignored, and, and then people went their own way. And by the way, the human resources... In, con- in countries in Europe, th- they're saying this, like, hey, 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 how come we have to have austerity measures for those lazy Greek guys? This is literally what people on the street are saying. And I would be saying it, too. Of course you would be. And you will be when California goes broke. <laughs> well, not you're in California. I'm sorry. Other other people will be going, hey, 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 I live in Texas. Why do I have to pay for those, 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 those elitist Californians? What kind of exposure does Berkshire have if the worst case scenario can well, well, sorry, I have a strobe waffleette in my mouth. <laughs> what are you eating? Well, strobe waffle. Mickey has little little strobe oh, waffles no, now. Little true. and people sending me don't strobe. Don't they get stale after a while? I don't care. They're worth it. Stale strobe waffle is better than no strobe waffle. Huh. These are little ones, little discs, little mini strobe waffleettes. Anyway, of course, Buffett is betting against the euro. Duh. Well, I don't regard it. it, it I don't regard to this uh, Europe falling apart or anything. The factories don't disappear. The, the, the workers don't lose their, their skills. <laughs> I love this. Hey, we'll still have slaves. <laughs> That's essentially what he's saying. Yeah. Like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll still have slaves. It's cool. Don't worry about that. You know, we'll have factories to put them in and put them to work, and they still have their skills of walking and moving a point. And <laughs> they can still walk and talk and <laughs> twist, show up. Twist the knob. <laughs> so currencies... Are- Notice he doesn't say we'll have academics and brilliant people and explorers and scientists. No, we'll still have basic human resources. And fragile things for centuries. I mean, we've had our own problems with currencies over time. But lots of countries have had, I mean, Brazil had a currency that went to zero several times in the last century. So that does not destroy a country to have currency problems. It does mean they have to get their house in order in certain ways. And, and the IMF has helped do that. Well, you know, we just left South Korea, and they were having problems in the in the, in the late 1990s, and and they're booming now. So it, it isn't it isn't the end of the world, oh. but it would be <laughs> not for you. It would be there'd be a, a lot of adjustment needed if if, uh, <laughs> if the euro proved to be in real. It, some adjustment will be needed, John. So he's pushing. Yeah. That's this is a very interesting clip to me because I've been wondering when this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Here which he is. is. The fact the euro is extremely inflated. It's a buck forty plus, I think. I even, I think it's even more than that, isn't it? Mm, I think it's like last time I looked, it was a buck forty-two, which is way too high, and it's killing their exports. It's actually not a good thing to have your money that's so out of out of whack. And the Japanese, for example, have their money is completely screwed, screwing them. And but we are like encouraging it in some ways because it get, keeps our exports. You know, makes our, our for one thing makes our Boeing jets a lot cheaper. Yeah. You know, compared to a to a uh, Airbus, right. it's one forty. I mean, yeah, it's forty percent discount. Yeah, and so uh, it's like a deal. I mean, it's like you know, it's ridiculously cheap by comparison, and uh, it keeps tourists coming in the United States and keeps our people, you know, enslaved within the borders. And we can't because you go to Europe and it's like, holy crap, what happened to my money? And uh, 
Really, that's what happened. And when you're in England, you feel it somehow being sucked out. In fact, that was my money was stolen. Is how bad it was. <laughs> it just disappears. So, so I, anyway, the uh, so so, but I but Buffett coming out like this, it, just two things. One, I'm pretty sure because Gates some years back when the dollar when the when the euro was eighty cents as opposed to a buck forty, when which is when we should have bought those Paris apartments when we had money. Yeah, back and, in the day. Back in the day, uh, that's when Gates kind of came out, and Bill said that he was getting out of the dollar. I wrote a column about this, complaining that he's unpatriotic to do this, but at least to make these these public assertions that he's getting the dollars weak. He's going to put it, and he's going to, and he indicated he's going into euros. I'm absolutely sure that Buffett's the one who who triggered this in him, because why would he care about about moving money from dollars to euros? And now that Buffett is switching his sides, because you know they run it up, which they run it up well. And Buffett wants to, you know, this means that Gates will be out too. Because so we're talking about huge piles of money just to begin with. This could be the beginning of the end for the euro. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, even even for him to be hemming and hawing about this is enough. Hey, people listen to Warren Buffett like oh yeah, like he's the Messiah. There's, there's another forty seconds of him. Let's uh, listen to yeah, play uh, it. Trouble in terms of his acceptance throughout all the countries that are now involved. There'd be a lot of investors who'd be in deep deep danger. There, it, it could be, it could be, but it. Who knows if you broke up the euro exactly what the separate currencies would would sell for? Uh, but I uh, I don't want to be playing that game. I don't know myself, so I'll stick to the games that I understand. Right. Uh, it's an interesting. Homie, don't play that. We're watching an interesting play. And play. It's an interesting play. Now yeah, it's an interesting play. But do you hear how he says it? He doesn't say it like it's a play on words or like it's a technology play. He says it's an interesting play, like he's watching Spider-Man on Broadway. He's yeah. literally saying play, I believe, as in play like a, a, a scripted thing that's being set up. I don't want to be playing that game. I don't know myself, so I'll stick to the games that I understand. Uh, it's an interesting, we're watching an interesting play. See, we're watching an interesting play. I mean, isn't he just saying it right there? Am I deaf here? Am I crazy? Well, I mean, if you're going to take him literally, and there's no reason not to, yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. And I didn't know about Portugal today, but that's, you know, what Portugal does affects the behavior of somebody else. And, 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 and if a country can get by with very unbalanced fiscal policy and get bailed out by the others, uh, that tends to reward bad behavior on uh -huh. the hand if they come down hard on them uh <laughs> the you know the populace may uh, may um, behave as apparently they they did it from what you're telling me the populace you mean like the slaves will revolt warren is that what you're trying to say yes he's like the populace you know the thing i got to reduce the populace new world order oh, creep. that's a good clip yeah he's creepy though he creeps me out yeah, the whole thing. He's in Omaha. I got a feeling he might be part of the pedo bear scandal. He looks like it. I don't. I doubt it. He's got. He's too busy in the West Coast. He's not. Well, he's busy. seventy. Very he's he's in, ah, he's in his seventy-year cycle. Well, huh? meanwhile, uh, uh, back here at home, uh, we now and I don't. Why we're not? Uh, we <laughs> Kimosabe. Why the young people are not out with sticks and machetes? and shotguns on the streets when you hear that not only did General Electric not pay any tax on profits of $14.2 billion, but they actually got a refund of $3.2 billion. 
I mean, hello? Hello? Maybe you got Hello, children of America. <laughs> maybe, maybe they don't understand me. <laughs> maybe I got to overmodulate. This is crazy. And no one's angry. Oh, oh, uh, well, so we, well, when we play our, when we play the the end of show clip mm-hmm. with Fine, uh, you'll he he discusses the, the lack of the public doesn't care. He mentions you know as, as somebody once says you know when you have a nation of of sheep, you have a you end up with a government of wolves. What is uh, let me cue that clip up? Oh, here it is. We the people end of show clip. I'll make sure I have that one uh, set and good. I to got go. a couple of miscellaneous clips we can play. Yeah, sure. There's one that's kind of I, I got caught my attention. It's kind of interesting. It's a guy, it's a professor, who's been studying Bin Laden's videos and and audio tapes. Oh, yeah, to, to spot the differences. <laughs> yeah, to see who's what, and you know, he's trying. He, yeah, that and some other. He, but he makes some interesting observations that I thought, yeah, they kind of play into some of our memes and some of our themes, and it's and they and they're remotely interesting. Uh, and I should mention that I don't think it would be that hard to do an audio nowadays with the kind of the kind of gear you can buy. We can buy. Adam and I both know a lot about this stuff, and we know. And I've been to enough uh, audio recording places. There's enough gear out there where you could take somebody's voice print and and superimpose it on anything. Yeah, and and, and that's not even the CSI stuff. It's not even that hard. No. No. And it's like very easy to do, but th- but this guy, the professor in Bin Laden clip, which is on a show uh, that was on the military channel, which I really th- find it a very enjoyable channel to watch because they, <laughs> really, I seriously do. I think it's an outstanding programming. It's, Wait, mil- do, it's do all the, about do, guns do, do and they, shooting. Wait, do they have reality? Sh- do they have reality show? We could do a reality show for the military channel. Do they have one? Do they have a reality show? No, they, they should, but yeah. it's called. But it was a investigative report called "Why Is Bin Laden Alive?" Oh. Hot milfs in the military, and so. half of it implies that he's not. And uh, <laughs> really, this, this, this little clip, uh, I just thought was interesting out of the blue. And they're a hugely successful form of propaganda for Al Qaeda. One man has studied them closely for clues. Bruce Lawrence is professor of religion at Duke University in North Carolina. He says that bin Laden wants to mobilize every Muslim into action in a war against what he terms infidels. The key themes for bin Laden is, first of all, the humiliation of the present-day ummah, or Muslim world. His constant theme is an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, your lives for our lives. Uh, if you attack us, we attack you. Professor Lawrence is convinced that some Bin Laden statements are not authentic, and he singles out the confession tape released by the Pentagon in December 2001. I have absolutely no doubt it's a fake. This notion of confessing that he's the one who... That, that is inconsistent with the Bin Laden I know from his earlier and also his later messages. You never have him directly admitting that he did it. But the big question for Professor Lawrence is why have we not seen more of Bin Laden speaking? If he is alive, and he has been someone who likes to be in the spotlight, if that's the case, why would he not be visible? Why would he not have had uh, a videotape rather than audio tape since his nearest contemporary, Ayman al-Zawahiri, regularly appears on videotapes? I think that question has not been answered. Not satisfactory. Duh. Well, we know why, because he is dead, and Anwar al is a CIA asset who spoke at the Pentagon luncheon brunch after 9-11, and he's the new <laughs> hero. He's the new guy. I tell people this, 
you know, when they find out what what I do, and I say, uh, I watch C-SPAN. What do you tell them you do? I watch C-SPAN for a living. Do you want a drink? <laughs> and uh, what do you tell people you those, do? Can I buy you a drink? Oh, all right. I watch C-SPAN for a living. Can I buy you a drink? What do you tell <laughs> people it. you do? What do you tell people you do? What do you say? What do you, I'm a writer. You're a writer. All right. What should I say? I you watch C-SPAN for a living. Can I buy you a drink? You I always, got it. I always say I'm a media assassin. And that, and, <laughs> that's good. Media assassin. That's good. usually when they back up half a pace. But I do hand out the no agenda business card. Oh, the, I don't have a no agenda business card. Well, you have to wait till you get one of those solicitations from Vista Print. Oh, right, and I get a free one. And they tell you here's a free one, but you got to be careful. You got to you got it. You got to like kind of tease them. You got to buy some cheap thing from them, and then they'll send you a thing. You can have this for free, that for free, and you get a bunch of stuff for free without their advertising on it. So whenever uh, uh, I tell people, hey, Anwar Alalaki, you know, he's the new guy. I say, yeah, 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 he's American. I say, yeah, he is. I said, you know, and he spoke at a, a Pentagon brunch right after 9-11. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was born in Arizona? Well, they, they, they know that, kind of. He's a homegrown terrorist. You know, you know, it's amazing. We had him. We had him in our grasp, and we let him slip away. Or perhaps there's something else going on. Yeah, people are so stupid. Um, anyway, um, I got a couple, uh, a couple things, uh, actually some, uh, some, uh, information that came in, uh, through the emails from Justin, Adam, uh, I've been taking Allegra my whole life. I have never heard that you can't take it with juice. I've taken it with juice before and have not felt more allergies or less allergies. Also, the advertisement made it seem like when you take Allegra, you can't have juice at all, which is total BS. This is all due to the fact that Allegra can't be bought over the counter now. Ah, here you go. This is what we didn't know, John. I used to pay $40 for 30 Now I can get 90 for $39. Just thought I would send my knowledge of the drug. Thanks for all you do. I guess this is a setup uh, with the Allegra drug. And then, uh, what do I have here? Um... I, I didn't understand what he said. Is it an over-the-counter drug now, or it's not? It's not. It's no longer. Well, it's, what's it? maybe I misread it. Let me just check. Because it sounds like now it's just over. Oh, it can just, it can be bought over the counter now. I'm sorry. Yeah, in other words, you just buy it. Yeah, yeah. You don't you have just to get a prescription, it. so it's cheaper. Right. Yeah, a lot of well, that's what happens just before these drugs go public out of domain. patent. Out of patent. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's good. You can just get it without a prescription. Yeah, and that's a, now it's like ten cents. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and they're still making money. Yeah, no kidding. Interesting little fact, Adam. FedEx made my friend, who was a driver for FedEx, sign a contract that he would not take Shantix while employed with the company. Huh. Wow. Yeah. They're, those FedEx guys are ahead of the curve. Yeah, because they know. They know that people go wacky and start uh, killing people. Um, then I have uh, some interesting, all stuff in the show notes you should take a look at. Britain may raise its carbon tax to maintain the EU premium, says uh, Citigroup. So the carbon tax is now completely in. It's in in uh, the United States of Europe. Uh, the uh, Remember our friend, uh, Miss uh, Connie Hedegaard, uh, she says, uh, uh, I aim to ban the use of tar sands and oil shale which is great because that will really do a lot for the price of your petrol. And uh, my favorite uh, 
Celebrity Ambassador story, if you haven't followed this one, Madonna had set up this foundation to build a school for girls in Malawi where she like stole those children. Remember she got all those kids from there? She yeah. bought she bought a couple kids. Uh so this for her entourage. For, <laughs> she bought a couple kids and um and she set up this foundation. It was supposed to build this school and so apparently I guess it was that was the this was the make good deal that she had to do because yes. she was getting a lot of bad PR. Right. So the whole foundation has fallen apart. Um, apparently, the uh, Tracy Anderson, who is Madonna's former trainer boyfriend, uh, was running the foundation there, and he had like you know golf memberships cars with drivers all kinds of stuff and then they couldn't raise the money because they needed 15 million dollars they spent 3.8 the whole thing is now bankrupt falling apart kaput no school and uh and this guy just was running around you know playing golf (laughs) (laughs) another fine celebrity (laughs) celebrity story that you know it's classic yeah you gotta love it some uh, movie tv uh pr we finally know why the uh, why the foots have been washing up on the oceans. It's finally here, yeah. and you can watch April seventh on the uh, uh, the next episode of Bones. Seven pairs of dismembered feet wash ashore after a recent flood on the U.S. Canada border, but things don't add up when six pairs of feet are identified as research corpses from a nearby university body farm. Huh. Mm-hmm. When's the date on this episode? April 7th. So it's uh, yeah, next Mimi week. Mimi likes watching that show. Yeah, so she should watch that. And uh, Bank of America got hacked. Kind of underreported. Thousands wow. of customers. Surprises reported at all. Yeah, thousands of customers apparently showed up and like, well, uh, yeah, everyone's uh, accounts have been blocked. It's very embarrassing, <laughs> they say. Yeah, they're not quite sure exactly the extent of it. But uh, it seems like uh, money was taken out of accounts, and it was a good hack. But we're not, we're never going to hear the end of it. Obviously, we'll never know exactly what's going. We're never going to hear the res- resolution. Or the resu- the resolution, yeah. And um, and we have one of these for Shadow you. Puppet Theater. Wow, it's always fun when you see who's coming into the Obama administration. This has uh, got to be one of my uh, one of my favorites. Um, the uh, newest appointee. Let me just. Uh, for uh, let me see it's a task force the uh, newest uh, oh, salon why do you have all these pop-up ads i hate you for that uh okay dr larry james any idea who he is john uh member of the james gang <laughs> no not of the james gang um dr larry james um, has been announced with great pride, of course, uh, from our pre- Presidente. He has been selected to serve on the White House Task Force, known as Enhancing the Psychological Well-Being of the Military Family. So the task force uh, for this. And uh, the President is very proud that he has uh, put Mr. James on, the, uh, on this task force. Now, what was Mr. James doing? Prior to this, he's a retired army colonel. He was the chief psychologist at Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> and he served in 2004 in the same position at Abu Ghraib. <laughs> <laughs> 
Another fine selection by Mr. Obama. <laughs> you can't by make, Professor Obama. You just can't make it up, John. I, I, I don't know how to do it. You can't make it up. It's hilarious. That is funny. That's a good one. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of predicted, although to me this is not like, a wow, look, we predicted it and uh, here it is. But we might as well play the new IBM Watson commercial. One morning I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I don't know. Real language is filled with nuance, slang, and metaphor. It's more than half the world's data. But computers couldn't understand it. Watson is a computer that uncovers meaning in our language and pinpoints the right answer instantly. It uses deep analytics to answer questions computers never could before, even the ones on Jeopardy. That's what I'm working on. I'm an IBMer. Let's build a smarter planet. So, uh, and the whole commercial is overlaid with uh, all the great things Watson is going to be doing for you as we build a smarter planet with Watson at the center of it. It's just, you can wait for it, so now it's in medical research, because it can answer questions like the ones on Jeopardy. Answer questions that people can't. And next on Docket, as these uh, tenders are now being put out, Watson will prove to us that climate disruption is real. You can just How's Watson going to prove anything to us? Because he'd won Jeopardy. When All he can do is answer questions <laughs> that are you know, does, you know know uh, fixed questions. It can't do analysis. When you win Jeopardy. When did it, do, when did it start doing analysis? <laughs> when you win Jeopardy, that's it. Don't you understand? There's nothing left. I haven't heard this part of this about this program. It's a, it's a lookup program. It looks stuff up. It no. doesn't do an, it an, analyzes deep, no, the deep analytics. And it looks something up. It does the analysis is in the front end, not the back end. It does deep so analytics. When did it start doing analysis? You heard it. It does deep analytics. Bull crap. Yeah. And then there's. Uh, I don't think we should play the clip. IBM should be ashamed of it. Yeah. Well, the IBM's not ashamed because they, you know, they built uh, machines to identify Jews in World War II. They don't give a crap. Your friend investigated all that. Yep, Ed Black. Ed Black, he investigated that. They, what was the name of that machine? The Jew-killing machine, I think it was called. <laughs> it, was just, it was a hollerist card sorter. But yeah, they, hey, let me sort some cards. Jew, non-Jew, Jew, It was non-Jew. for the logistics. There was yeah. a logistics machine. They, that's that's what they do. That's what the, and it's ERP. Exactly. <laughs> Enterprise Resource early Planning. Early ERP. Very early ERP. IBM doesn't give a crap. Ugh. Uh, so I'm not going to play this clip, but there's a big brouhaha the, uh, uh, in the Olympic Committee. Oh, uh, let's say that for the next show. Yeah, I can just tell you what it is briefly because no one will talk about it except us. Um, but the uh, the deal was that uh, tw- the, the revenue, the profits of the Olympics would go to the British Olympic Committee and uh but only after the paralympics which of course costs a lot of money and there's you know it's not like the paralympics are on tv there's no big contracts for that so part of the revenue for the paralympics has to come from the profits from the regular olympics and then the london uh, olympic committee the direct What's the paralympics it's the disabled olympics okay. or special olympics i should say <laughs> let's not get any political correctness going uh, yeah, but they, they, I mean, you know that you got the Olympics, like huge television contracts and Pepsi and everyone's all over it. And then you get the Paralympics, like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and you get like a little blurb uh, on uh, a little ditty in the news, and that's about it. So there's no big, yeah. co- no big contracts. Um, so the deal was that that had to be financed out of uh, London's um, take 
for the big Olympics. And London is now saying, and two directors have been kicked off the board. Well, not kicked off the board, but they can't vote now. They've been demoted, denounced. They were saying, um, yeah, we, we really want to have that money before the Paralympics because we're like running a little bit short on this whole deal. And so there's like this huge elitist brouhaha. And of course, it's not going to be reported because everyone still thinks that it's like a big kumbaya, the Olympics, where they're really being screwed and it's a big money rape. Particularly of East London, you're being raped, and you'll be paying for that for years. So you can look forward to that in the show notes, noagendashow.com. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got anything else, John? Before we uh, wrap this, I don't have up? anything important. I, I, stuff can wait. Um, maybe just a funny one. It's a Dutch. I have pop- a funny one. Gingers is full of crap. Well, is that funny or just the truth? It's funny to me. Is it true? It's funny to me. I'll just set it up as a quick, quick hit. It's a Gingrich. There's a there was a convention. Uh, I think it's still maybe still going on. I'm not sure. It's called. Uh, let me look. Let me flip through my notes. Um, the National Conservative Principles PAC meeting, where all the conservatives came and they lectured the the harangue these conservatives all their basic ideas. So Gingrich comes up with this kind of this typical thing, and then he drops a bomb at the end, which is just bull crap. And it's like you know, I'll explain it after you play it. I just I'm I'm very optimistic. I believe that in 2012 we could win a historic election. And we could end the 80-year dominance of the left and what? fundamentally what? center this. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> what? The 80-year dominance of the left. Uh, this proves our theory that it's one big party. 80, yeah, obviously. <laughs> if 80 years. 80. 80. Year. Did he mean eight? Or did, no, it wasn't even eight. 80. It's been two. It's been two. Exactly. It's been two. <laughs> Do we have to listen to more or is that it? Oh, that wasn't it. That's just another. Oh, 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 oh. This country back into a center-right government reflecting the core values of the American people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Newt, 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 Newt. I think there are three large topics on which we can recenter America. The first is values, because this is truly a center-right country, not a left-wing country. The second is the economy. Because this is a country that favors jobs, paychecks, and economic growth. And squirrels. And the third is national security. Let me briefly describe why I believe this is true. Mm. Gallup, about two months ago, asked the question. Here it is. Do you believe that the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence make America an exceptional country, or do you believe we're a normal country? (laughs) By 80 to 18, the American people said we're an exceptional country. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes. Newt, 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 Newt. The problem is the 18 includes many of our politicians, many of our bureaucrats, many of our judges, much of our news media, and many of our tenured faculty. Who says? <laughs> Where does he get this bull crap? Study says. Study shows. 18, it doesn't say the 18% include <laughs> tenured professors, the news media, the politicians. Where is this? That's not in the poll. Watson did some deep he analysis. Just made it up. Watson did deep analysis and came up with the solution. He just made it up and throw it out there. Like, what's the 18%? The 18% are probably illegal aliens for all we know. We don't know who the 18% are. 
I said, that's what I'd be irked about if I was an illegal alien. That's what I'd check on the box. Ah, this country sucks. Or, or some Swiss guy who's been, you know, lives in Geneva or Zug. Yeah, it's just a normal country. There's nothing special about this place. John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. Anyway, that's the point. The guy's, a, the guy's annoying. Yeah, he's a dick. All right. So I just want to say one last thing because I thought it was hilarious from Gitmo Nation Lowlands. You know how uh, now these kids these days have the Twitters, John? And they got this tweet tweet thing I've going on. I've heard about it. Yeah. So uh, sometimes you got to be careful because you may think you're, you're tweeting or, or doing a DM, like a direct message. You know you can do that with the Twitters. You can send a direct message private to someone. Yes. Uh, do you know how to do this? Because you should be careful. Yeah, I'm very careful. So this Dutch politician, uh, Frank van der Forst, uh, he thought he was DMing someone. Now, he's a single man, so it's okay what he sent, but instead of DMing, it went out publicly. And uh, here I have the translation of his tweet. As you throbbingly climax for the first time, I feel your juices in my mouth as if they were the nectar of love. Oh, it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> And, of course, everyone's calling him on it because you can't, like, delete a tweet. And it's out oh, yes, there. Yes, you can delete a tweet. Yeah, well, he didn't do it in time. Well, you know, most people don't know how to do it. Yeah, well, he doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't know how to DM, apparently, either. <laughs> what a dork. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, I think he did have the best comeback line. He said, well, at least I got a couple extra followers. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, tell us about this end of show clip we got coming up. All right, this is the guy, Fine, again, who did the book uh, American Empire, uh, which is, uh, what's the name? American Empire Before the Fall, Bruce Fine. Uh, And this is a couple of uh, small snippets that I put together, and it's the same kind of rant about Oh, it's a montage. It's two clips back kind of one yeah. in another yeah. but it, it's just you won't know seamless Ooh. but it's like uh, <laughs> you're right seamless but it's like it's just it's a depressing kind of a you know overview of what the problems we've got and i think it's thematic and i think it does reflect some of the ideals of the show but uh, it's a good way to finish right. it's on the list i'll get the book right after the show and uh, remember, Dvork.org slash NA to support our giving levels. We're doing the work value for value. We appreciate all your support and our knights and dames and uh, everyone on the lower giving levels. And every single little bit helps. And coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center where I watch this bed for a living. My name's Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, can I buy you a drink? And missions accomplished, I think. Make sure to uh, join the 300 Club if you can. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda. We the people, the three most important words in the United States Constitution. We the people are sovereign. The power belongs to us. We decide what the government can do and what not do. And now it's the other way around. The government decides everything. And we the people, generally speaking are very indifferent and lethargic with regard to defending our rights. And the whole nature, as Edward Armour pointed out, if you have a people of sheep, you will get a government of wolves. So the founding fathers knew. Constant vigilance. Never, never trust government. Because their motives are virtually invariably ulterior, and it's to stay in power. That's the kind of people who gravitate 
to Washington, D.C. They covet power for the sake of power. And that means that you have to have the checks and balances and public responsiveness call these people to account um, if the system is to continue to work as it should, as a republic. But we are well beyond the republic uh, as envisioned by the founding fathers. And let me explain, I think, uh, in a very easy way why the culture has turned the constitutional philosophy on its head. The, the founding fathers believed that liberty and freedom was the rule and government encroachments were the exception. And therefore, if evidence and experience was inconclusive as to whether or not some government investigative tool, some oversight, some of the surveillance that John was describing, if the evidence was inconclusive, that really wasn't shown, was indispensable to preserving the sovereignty, the default position is freedom and individual rights, not government authority. Now it's the other way around. The government concede. Well, the body scanner in the next century might pick up one person who is stupid enough or clumsy enough to come and walk through the screen with a weapon there, then we'll use the screen on a billion people. It totally inverts the philosophy of life and government that made this country distinct. It was our signature. The individual is the center of the universe, not the government. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness and securing those for individuals was the sole and exhaustive purposes of government, not building empires, running around the world and trying to tell other people how to live, even if we knew how to do it. The president does it, doesn't make it legal. The whole idea of the Nixon tapes case and even the Clinton-Paula Jones case, the president is not above the law, but today the president is above the law. The president is above the law. We have presidents who state they have the right to tell their White House staff, they do not need to respond to congressional subpoenas. They say, we don't want oversight. You can't look at what we're doing. We are, you know, it's like Louis XIV, the state, I am the state. And does Congress respond like they did with Nixon when he flouted their subpoena in the impeachment inquiry? That's an impeachable offense. The congressional oversight power is dead if you can ignore a subpoena. Nope. Please, well, if the members won't, if the staff won't testify, maybe we can get somebody in the business community or who, will, who will know something to ask questions of. And the authority clearly is there to impose impeachment, contempt of court, fine the people who don't appear and things like that. What happens? Nothing. That's why Congress is in the total dark. You know, the members on the Intelligence Committee told me they learn more from WikiLeaks than they learned in all the briefings in the prior five years. You have to have WikiLeaks for oversight? You know, that is a disaster. That is a disaster. And all of these claims made by the president, usurpations, Congress has acquiesced, and we now live basically in a situation where all our liberties are dependent upon an indulgent president. The legal architecture of tyranny is already there, even though it's true Obama hasn't asserted it to the maximum. You know, just like when Hammurabi announced his code unilaterally. Well, you know, he could take it back or not, but he was benevolent, so people didn't protest at the time. But that's not what the United States was made for. We the people, the three most important words in the United States Constitution, we the people are sovereign. The power belongs to us. We decide what the government can do and what not do. 
Now, somebody says, well, everything that's going on in the world is certainly not under the influence of Satan. You might be surprised how much is. You, you should use a rule of thumb to understand what is and what is not. Jesus said in John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I would suggest that if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's certainly not coming from God. It's, e it's either caused by man that Satan is working through, and he might be working through somebody that they don't even know he's Get working from through. Killing civilian. So if it takes ground forces, it's going to be at ground forces. Meaning it may have only just begun. Mark McAllister, Global News. Now, Defense Minister McCain, McLeod, did confirm today that more than 54 18 fighter jets are spending about as much as 20 and ready to assist the 600, uh, 100 deployed over the amount needed. Now, it did depend that how the NOLAN remerges RN while the university or the UN mission has whole received support from all patteries in the hues of the, the garbins uh, of today. Excuse me. Uh, I'll hand it back to you. Squirrel! Dvorak.org slash N-A